7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah. Who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey everybody. I'm back. We're back. Kinda, almost, sorta. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And fresh off vacation and her birthday. Is the one and only Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington D.C. Hi, Rain. Hi, guys. I missed you. It is good we to have you. you back. Oh. Yeah, we definitely miss you as well. And back for one night only. One night only. And uh, Joe, Mister Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, had a, 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 basically an opportunity of a lifetime to get out of town. Um, and, uh, he seized on that. So him and, uh, Barb are, uh, they went antiquing at the very least, uh, today. And, uh, I think they're out having a lot of fun. So because they are such gluttons for punishment and they have been filling in on, uh, every show <laughs> yes. for the last like week and a half, uh, M Michelle Lagon, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Welcome. That's me, yes, and I've been baking cookies all day, but unfortunately, they're not for anybody in the listening audience. So that, I'm I sorry. think they can forgive you for that. So, <laughs> and if they can't, then, you know, they're not good friends. And, of course, uh, Miles Lagon, uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida, uh, one of the funniest people I know. <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome uh, to the program. And thanks for uh, sitting in while Joe is uh, out having a, a, a day trip. Very cool. Excellent. Day trips are awesome. We're going to have one tomorrow. Well, kind of. It's really just a trip to Jacksonville. Yeah, but well, it's like a three-day trip, so... That's cool. true. We're going there to... There you go. Yeah, yeah, from where right. you guys are going, it's about the same... Because Joe, Joe is up in Massachusetts. Yeah. Oh. It's about the same amount of time drive. I thought we uh, I thought we agreed on saying it was an undisclosed location. <laughs> okay. So. It was... Um, <laughs> Jesus. He's, I have been a while. He's in Trump's basement. Look out. He's going to pretend he's a ghost yeah. and scare you. <laughs> <laughs> a good part of up north because there are some bad parts of up north <laughs> joe, joe to be honest with you yeah. joe was actually here in my basement oh pretending that he was helping to pack the house up oh my ah. but I, I i think he's planting more crickets so you have a new jimmy could be yeah well, could be. no <laughs> no he didn't pack anything joe I don't know. <laughs> he might be. He, he, I think. I think uh, uh, Michelle might be onto something. See, he played yeah, a cricket. There. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, uh, no, thank you. And uh, and Rain, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, vacation before we get into things? 
Oh, well, it was awesome. So two years ago, we went to a we stayed in a town called Dunedin, mm-hmm. which is just about four or five miles north of of Clearwater and Clearwater Beach. Oh, and and if you recall, two years ago with my sister, we had a great time, and we decided to use our timeshare to go back there again, and it was great. And since we've been there, Dunedin, two years ago, had two breweries. Now it's got seven or eight. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. And Dunedin is a tiny, it's it's really, it's not a big town. I mean, Miles, Miles and, and uh, Michelle, do you guys know of Dunedin? Actually, no. Not, they, no. Not my, my dad used to own land in Clearwater, so I know where it is. I my, my point is, it's really small, and um, yeah. so they have all these breweries, and um, they also have a museum called Penny Lane, which they build themselves as the greatest Beatles museum of the, in the world. Wow! Well, and, so and I got to you, see. I got to see. Ah, uh, well, it's it's good. It's one of those museums. I mean, I, it was good. I mean, what did the Rock located, Hall have much in the way of Beatles stuff when you guys went? No, no, okay. they didn't actually. They didn't really actually. They had a lot of you know silver and and gold records. At the yeah. Be- but I got to see some Beatles underwear. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. Underpants. So, <laughs> but so we went there, and you know we spent a couple of days at Clearwater Beach, and the red tide didn't affect us, and we went over to St. Petersburg, and it was just it was a vacation. Underwear. It was nothing. Sorry. Under, yes. <laughs> it was underwear. Under, uh, under but, there. But uh, it was a great vacation. It was a vacation. There was nothing cool. super serious involved. Um, and we could talk about it later, but I didn't get into a fight with a gun humper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there are plenty of here. There are plenty of those in Florida. Yes. This one was in an antiques mall. Oh, that doesn't God. surprise me. Trying to tell me how good wood burning kits are you know those little kits that anyway we'll talk about that later <laughs> i just yeah. that you woman... don't need that on your vacation no i i was i'm proud of myself I'm well that's good myself. that's good well you know you don't in general getting in fights with gun humpers well they might hump the gun so hard it goes off so you know you it was a woman <laughs> well still it was a woman in an antique store yeah. who tried like to compare that. wood-burning kits to guns. Are you fucking kidding me? How? No, no, I'm not. Oh, I, we'll a talk wood- about this later, but oh my god, really? <laughs> you could kill yeah. somebody with a wood bur- You could kill a whole whole stadium full of people with a wood-burning kit. When you say wood-burning kit, are you talking about the soldering iron kind of... Uh- yes. Yes, you, those little games that, that you know you used to be able to buy in the store. Mm. Yes, well, it was so one of those, and yeah. We should yeah. issue those to all the teachers. Oh. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. We should definitely talk. We should definitely talk about this later because <laughs> she she decided to bring in Boses and Votech. Wow, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. From what I am gathering, there's an old friend in the channel now, Cordell. Oh, hey, welcome back. Hi, Cordell. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I seem a little distracted right now because I told you guys about what happened when I filled in for Adam. or No, when Adam filled in for me. 
and I ended up pulling all of my audio in. I thought I I, I made a folder and co- made copies for him, but apparently it didn't work the way I expected it to, and it cut all of the files, so I'm gradually replacing them. That's why I played the buzzer, even though it was mildly in context. I just wanted to make sure it was there. <laughs> Because it's so short, it registers as zero seconds. So, but I, pro- uh, but I promise, I, I promise, I promise, I'll stop it. Stop it. Okay, thank you. Anna. <laughs> I had to test that one too. So I'll intermittently be checking uh, to see if I've gotten all my all my uh, drops in the cart, and I'm sure it'll it'll go swimmingly. But mm-hmm. um, we should probably um, uh, start talking. I mean, today best start to infrastructure week ever. <laughs> really, it really is infrastructure week, isn't it? I have no idea. I just say that every week. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I just because there never has been an infrastructure week. Yep. No. You know, I mean, we infrastructure have, yeah. is happening state on state by state basis, but it doesn't have anything to do with you know Trump. I mean, Cleveland's been doing infrastructure for, uh, like, the last eight years, you know, with the bridges and renovations of old buildings and everything, and, you know, but and so it's it's private and public sector stuff that's going on. Road widening, they resurfaced our road, they pulled up sidewalks, replaced those, you know, cut down dead trees. So, you know, I we got an infrastructure going on here. Cleveland has good infrastructure. It's not bad, is it? No, I mean, it's not. The, the I, I roads, wasn't joking with that. Yeah, I mean, it, compared to how it was before, I mean, you know, uh, the pothole used to be the national bird or the state bird in our uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> city bird. I don't know. Is there, <laughs> I don't know why it would be a bird. Uh, <laughs> um, the official the official uh, uh, hole of Cleveland was the pot hole. <laughs> um, now the kids just smoke the pot on the trains because they've decriminalized. Oh. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, not really, because that shit—that's they the smoke beginning. the really good, high-quality stuff that smells like a skunk just let off its scent gland in your area. <laughs> oh boy! So it don't smell good. Um, yeah, not, I can't. I can't deal with pot smoke. It, it makes me sick. So well, it's just yeah. the stink of it on them, not the smoke. It's just like you know they they carry their leftovers in their pockets, and it's just yeah. like it's just like that the, too. The scent. But anyhow, yeah, the smell makes me. Ill. I heard, I heard this is National um, going to be published day for books. Oh my god! Uh, you mean um, uh, what, what? Stupid book? Wasn't it a stu- a bad book? A bad book, everybody. There's a bad yeah. book that some people have read, <laughs> and you know what a bad book is? The Trump and his cult. It's a, it's any book without pictures that you can color. Except for those bad books with American flags, because it confounds them on how to color in the stripes. I um, call that literature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, bad books, bad books. God. They don't even like books. They like those ten-piece wooden puzzles that are in the children's book sections. It's a giraffe. Uh, so <laughs> you know those puzzles that have the little knobby handles on the pieces. <laughs> like to preface this i know where we're going with this tonight but five yeah. days ago five days ago and i saw this on vacation because uh-huh. i did try to pay attention um a certain person who occupies the white house had a rally i think it was in 
it doesn't matter where it was. It's it's always white Says nationalist who? film. Ah! Yeah, right. Um, where he said everything that you read in the newspapers and everything that you see in the media and even books, it's fake. He tweeted that out five days ago. Yeah. So foreshadowing. It's a, it's a hot mess, um, but yeah. So so basically, this is really this is really interesting because Bob Woodward, of course, who's written a book about just about every president since Nixon, except maybe Carter. I'm not sure. Um, I'm I'm just aping what somebody else said on on the TV. Um, and you know, so basically, he's written a book, and of course, you know, uh, he was the guy who infamously spoke to Deep Throat. <laughs> yes, they took that name and made something dirty with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, so Bob Woodward here, you know, just doing what he does, and he, he writes this book. And I think we should set it up with some of the audio of the phone call with Trump before we get into what's actually in the book, because what's in the book is going to be, we're going to be talking about that for the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, yay. The haunted Oval Office. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, I'm not, Lincoln does talk Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, but. just in time for Halloween. I love this. <laughs> yes. You know. And the black cat. Remember, there's that mysterious black cat that shows up in the White House as well. Sure, sure. I'll tell you what. If you've ever owned a black cat, you see black cats everywhere. Oh yes. Even so, after they're dead. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's just like you know, you see, you know, you see a little shadow out of the corner of your eye, or you know, um, just something. You know, I don't know, whatever. Uh, forget yes. to pick up T-shirt up off the floor. It's like, okay, oh, you're not a cat. You're uh, it's just yeah. you're just a product of my laziness. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah. So Woodward um, released a phone call today, and it's fucking hilarious. It is one of the funniest damn things. The audio quality was pretty bad, but I think. I think I, I got it trimmed up the way um, and, and cleaned up the, to the best I could. So the whole basis of the phone conversation is that Trump claims nobody ever told him about the Bob Woodward book. And Bob <laughs> arranged a call with him and said, Mr. President, I'm turning on my recorder now. And he's like, that's fine. And so basically the call was, nobody told me, nobody told me, nobody told me, until we find out somebody told him. And also, in, in the things that I cut out, you'll hear it fade out. You know how I'd fade it out when when, when uh, he would pivot in that one Fox and Friends interview the other day, where he's like, oh, but Hillary Clinton, fade out. Oh, but Obama, fade out. Well, this is like, we're doing great. We're doing so great. Best ever. And you just fade it right out. So every time he gets in that, because he starts going into campaign rally mode with Bob Woodward on the phone. And it's like, and, and what's really funny is when we get to the end of this phone conversation, <laughs> what Woodward says to him after he, he goes into that pitch over and over and over. And by the way, I didn't scream right now. And you guys should all commend me because I just whacked my uh my my ring finger toe <laughs> on a piece of metal and it hurts like fuck um 
So yeah, I could have screamed, but I didn't. I kept it professional, but I still told you what I did. I know about injured toes. Oof, it's not too bad, I don't think. I think I scraped it a little bit, but it's all right. So anyway, here's part one. What's that? It was heavy metal, right? Uh, oh yeah, well, that's the only kind of metal that's in this room. Um, so, except for uh, some lightweight aluminum, uh, when I have my high quality <laughs> beers. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, here's Bob Woodward and uh, Donald Trump on the phone. This is part one. Nobody told me about it. Nobody told. Liar! You're such a liar. Here you go. Hello, Bob. <laughs> President Trump, how are you? How are you? How are you doing? Okay. Real well. I'm turning. Okay. Oh, that's okay. Permission. That's okay. I I'm don't mind. Sorry, that. we missed the opportunity to talk for the book. Well, I just spoke with Kellyanne, and she asked me if I uh, if I got a call. I never got a call. I never got a message. Who did you Who did you ask about speaking to me? Well, about six people. Uh, you know, well, they don't tell me. Senator, uh, uh, I talked to Kellyanne about it two and a half months ago. She yeah. came for lunch. Well, it's too bad. Of course, you and I had a conversation, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and so that I think got you there a little bit. And we had a conversation many years ago, if you remember, in yes, Trump Tower. That has to be 20 years ago. Oh. And you were thinking about doing a book about me then, which is interesting. Who knew it would have been on this subject, right? Yeah. That was not in the cards at that time. That's right. Well, I'm sorry. I, I mean, still remember I, that. I spent a lot of time on uh, this, talked to lots of people. Right, good. And uh, as you know and are living, we're at a pivot point in history. Right. And uh, I would have liked to have done that, and I maximized my effort. Right. And somehow it didn't get to you. or It's really too want. bad because nobody told me about it, and I would have loved to have what? spoken to you. You know I'm very open to you. I think you've always been fair, but we'll see what happens. But all I can say is the country is doing very well. <laughs> so, so he said that he had lunch with Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. And it, it right after, right, it, and he said that um, right after Trump said, oh, Kellyanne, she asked, she asked if I got a call. She asked if I got a call. Why would she ask if you got a call? Why would she ask? We're going to find out what exactly happens because at some point, <laughs> Kellyanne walks in the fucking room while he's on the phone and he hands the phone to her. <laughs> oh, no. This wow. is just comedy. This is. Uh, I have heard this. Oh, you guys are going to love it. You're going to love it because yeah. I cut out. I yeah, cut out all you, the Trump yeah. platitudes. I cut out all the oh. platitudes and just got to the raw. You know. Oh well, nobody told me. Nobody told me. Nobody told me. Nobody told me. Oh well, except he just lied because somebody fucking did tell him. And this is the yeah, audio it was clip only the for first that. Person. Yeah. So we're about it four only... minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're about four minutes into the phone call at this point because I've trimmed some stuff out, like I said, and we we hit the first uh, the first lie. So here, here, here's the next part. It's hilarious. You know, it's a tough look at the world and your administration and you. Right. Well, I assume that means it's going to be a negative book, but, well, you know, I'm some. I'm sort of 50% used to Well, it's to about that. you. That's all right. Some are good and some yeah. are bad. Sounds like this it is going to be a bad one. It's a chance missed, and I don't know how things work over there in terms very well. of getting we to you. 
Well, if you would call Madeline in my office, uh, did you speak to Madeline? No, I didn't. But Madeline I, is the key. She's the secret well, because I she's, to Raj she's the person. It. I talked to Kelly. Well, a lot of them are afraid to come and talk, or you know, they are busy. What? I'm busy. What? Uh, but I don't mind talking to you. I would have spoken to you. I spoke to you 20 years ago, and I spoke yeah. to you a year and a half a or two years ago. Years ago. I, I and uh, I certainly don't mind talking to you, and I wish I could have spoken to you. Well, uh, But, you know, you, but nobody called my office. I mean, you went through, well, what, I guess, I mean, different I, people. Mr. President, how can I spend all this time talking to uh, people and uh, like Kellyanne and Raj? And Republican senators, I mean... Uh, Who were the senators? No, they never called me like, about it. Uh, Senator Graham said he had talked to you about talking to me. Now, is that not true? Uh, Senator Graham actually mentioned it quickly on yeah, one meeting. Oh! And, you know, that, that's, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Well, that, no, but that is true. Uh, mentioned it quickly, not like, uh, you know... And I would certainly uh, have thought that maybe you would have called the office, but that's okay. I'll speak to Kellyanne. I am a little surprised that she wouldn't have told me. Yeah, in fact, well. she just walked in. Oh, oh in fact, she just walked in. <laughs> oh, good God. So How nobody told wrong? me. What's nobody told me except oh. Lindsey Graham except did tell me, but really quick. Lindsey, yeah, Jesus Christ. And, and, and before we go further, because... I'm hearing this again because I listened to this tape earlier. Yeah. Madeline. <clears throat> Madeline. When he said you could have called Madeline. Mm-hmm. Um, she is she is now Trump's 26-year-old personal assistant. Okay. How long has she been like that? But- oh, uh, since 2017. Since okay. Hope Hicks left. I think it was after Hope's hope left that sounds right so i'm gonna put that in the chat room but madeline you could have called madeline she would put me through yeah i i can see trump being the type of person that he would constantly need a pyt if you'll forgive the phrasing around him but the 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 thing here is though why didn't well sometimes they're afraid to come to me he he pivoted away from that really quick did you notice He's like, yes. well, sometimes they're afraid, but oh, they're busy. We're really busy. We're really busy. Why on earth would they be afraid to come to you, Mr. Sees Ghosts in the Oval Office? <laughs> You'll have to forgive me. Uh, this is where this is where the deepest, darkest, most vile, um, um, uh, 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 smug atheist in me comes out when we have a president who sees ghosts in the Oval Office, and I promise we'll talk about that later. We'll he, says that. It's, yes. he says it's haunted. I, <laughs> I find it really amazing. He's literally saying they're afraid oh. of me. Yeah. They're afraid I, to come to me. Yeah. And the whole entire premise of the book, from what I'm seeing so far, is that th- he's a lunatic. And and if anything, they're afraid that he's going to blow the world up. But Sure. Well, you know, they stole and, documents and why, from him so he wouldn't. <laughs> and, and, and God damn it, the other thing. Why? Why would he? I know, I'm applying my, you know, I have a scene. You're applying human logic. Yes. Why would he? Uh, <laughs> he really hires people who are afraid of him. This is the president of the United States. This isn't mm-hmm. a CEO anymore. No. This is really messed up. Yeah, it, wildly so. So, 
so this is where Woodward, uh, he wants to know, you know, well, who are the sources? Who are the sources? You know, trying, you know, because you know how much the right wing, it drives them crazy when you have an unnamed source. It was never a problem for anything up until Trump was elected. I mean, look at all the right wing sites out there, you know, Fox News, you know, for their some say. You know, I mean that that they were yeah. the mockery of the fucking universe with some say for all their stuff. You know, I mean, yeah. you look at Infowars, one of the biggest right wing anti think tanks in the universe. They got lizard people Illuminati stories over there, and you know the gay frogs and chlorine or you know fluoride in the water is controlling your mind. You know, I mean it's all fake over there, and then all of a sudden. A seasoned journalist who has a track record of being decent, honest, professional, and, and you know, a, 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 an upright citizen. It's like, oh, well, tell, you got to tell me what, what are you, are they anonymous sources? You got to tell me, you got to tell me. Well, and this is what Woodward said. This is what he said. I'm talking to Bob Woodward. He said that he told you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me, but you never told me. Why didn't you tell me? Oh. I would have been very happy to speak to him. All right, so what are you going to do? Well, uh, so I have another bad book coming out. It, it goes on, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, uh, I, what you can count on uh, is that I've been very careful. And Evelyn, are you on? Yes. Uh, Ev- Evelyn Duffy, who's my assistant, Mr. Hello, Evelyn. Evelyn he, uh, uh, she uh, transcribed all the tapes because, with permission, I tape people for hundreds of hours. Good. And I think there's nothing in this book that doesn't come from a first-hand source. Is that correct, I, Evelyn? I believe but are you naming names, or do you just say sources? Yeah, well, it, it <laughs> names real incidents. So. No, but do you, do you name sources? I mean, are you naming the people, or just say, uh, you know, people... Have said. I, I say at two o'clock on this day, the following happened, and everyone who's there, including yourself, uh, it is quoted. And I'm sorry I didn't get to ask you about these. I mean, you do know I'm doing a great job for the country. You- yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah, he would go on for like a minute at a time about, you know, how great he was doing and how bad everybody would have done if he hadn't been there. And he probably has done the greatest job of anybody ever who's ever been president. That deflection is amazing. That deflection is really amazing. So do you have sources or unnamed sources? So what do you got? And Woodward's like, yeah, I got everything on tape. And at that point, I, I know everybody else will understand this but i need to say it at that point it doesn't matter if he names names in the book all of us listening are gonna be like yeah that's kellyanne that's yeah, yeah. right i know that voice oh yeah oh that's and Steve Bannon. and uh, thank you for releasing this tape mr woodward but you know down the road lordy i hope there are tapes <laughs> i hope there are more tapes lordy please oh i please yes Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, this is just one tape that we're listening to, and in that clip, Woodward basically said, "I recorded everything." Yeah, and hundreds Donald of hours. Trump, Donald Trump is like, "Well, is it names or unnamed sources?" Or he's really dumb. Yeah, actually, you know what? <laughs> I, I dumb. Before we go to the break, I do have a very quick bit of audio of uh, of one of the people. Um, uh, talking about Trump in the book here. Oh, oh. 
that's gonna leave a mark uh so (laughs) so anyway we do have to go to the break but we are going to continue on uh with the bob woodward trump audio when we come back because it really only gets better because i swear to god he hands the phone to kellyanne (laughs) as you do and she's so and she's so nice as always just you you should understand she's she is so pleasant so pleasant she's a sweetheart yeah yeah so uh let me see uh i think uh, i think i need to put the cotton in my ears now before i listen to her it's only about a minute it's maybe a minute and a half but it's worth it it's worth it because she she gets bust she's busted in front of trump yeah this this is what i really love about all this she's busted in front of her boss and she's so nasty about it it's so crazy so it does not surprise me you can't convince me she likes trump huh she's nasty about being busted yeah yeah exactly she turns she tries to turn it around on woodward so yeah it's just kind of like when you play that old audio of her uh trashing trump when she worked for ted cruz oh yeah and and i i i am sure bob woodward has never been trashed before by the people he's been going up against oh yeah Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure he can defend himself. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does very well. Yes. So anyway, let's go ahead and run to the break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to continue this magnificent uh, <laughs> Woodward Trump Conway audio. And oh man, it's 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 funny shit. And we'll be talking. To, uh, we're pretty much going to be talking about this most of the night. I know that there was a confirmation, and that was pretty heated and everything. But honestly, this was so much more compelling to me. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but anyway, here we go. We'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com.
I could kiss you in the mouth. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, All the Power Without the Tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you <laughs> bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. I have had worse, and it is showtime. Welcome back to the program. Uh, of course, uh, Rain is back, everybody. Rain from Four Freedoms blog uh, out of Washington, D.C. Hello? I am alive. I that's, came home. That's quality. Yesterday, we just went to the house and started taping shit up and getting ready to paint. And I feel like um, I loved my vacation, but I'm back. But now there's you get a lot of work. To do. A brand new, exciting adventure in homeownership, and that's that's very cool. Um, okay, I like that spin ten. Thanks. Yeah, it is. I, I loved I loved it when we moved into our house. I know it was a pain in the butt. But I loved it. Uh, we got on, uh, you know, we got unpacked pretty quick, you know. Uh, but you've got a bigger yeah, space. Yeah, the packing part. Yeah, the packing the part. Packing. The packing part sucks. Uh, I, I, I do concur. But it's kind of nice to look at your stuff and be like, yeah, you know what? No, I'm just goodbye. You know. That's true. So. That's true. There's been a lot of goodbyes. Did you have any luck with donations of clothes and stuff like that? Yes. Yes. Actually, we found a group that um, came in and they picked it up and. Um, they're selling it, but all of the uh, all the money that they, it, it's going it's going to Red Cross. Nice. So all oh, of the great. stuff it's going to Red Cross. Beautiful, beautiful. Red Cross is a great yeah. organization. Uh, and of course, Miles Lagon, Port St. Lucie is back with us as well. Thanks again for uh, your marathon uh, fill-in stretch here on uh, Turn Up the Night. Okay. You guys were hardcore this past week. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. We're happy to help. 
All right, and I, I, I tried to stretch a little bit there because I know uh, <laughs> Mich- Michelle, uh, I, I, I set up a clip for you. Elf needs food badly. Yes, Elf needs yes. food badly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. So. I, unfortunately, when I bake, I don't eat. Yeah, I hear so. you. Yeah, so I uh, I actually have to eat something now because my tummy and my head are starting to say, uh, we're going to give you a headache if you don't eat. So Exactly, oh. exactly. Yep. Yep. So, well, welcome back, Michelle Lagon, Port St. Lucie, uh, Florida, the other half of the Dynamic Duo of the Dream Team uh, from Mike Check Radio. Um, Thank you. Welcome back. And I'm glad, I'm glad, Rain, you got to see some of the neat breweries we have in Florida. We have quite a few now that are really cool. Oh, well, yeah, I, I had a, I had a stupid Maybe. joke about that. Uh, what was the name of the town where you were again? Dunedin. Oh yeah, Dunedin a beer. Dunedin is where you ought to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, one of my one of my favorites is Funky uh, Buddha. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I like good. Funky Buddha. Yep. Um, just well, there was there's one brewery we went to that opened up in the past year. It used to be it's a historic woodworking place that um, built built sailboats like over a hundred years ago, and a couple came in and bought this place about five years ago, and the husband was doing woodworking, and the wife was like, "Guess what? I want to open a brewery." And so he nice. was like, "Well, I'll move my shit over there." <laughs> there you go. Literally, you go. and and so she's brewing in one half of the place. The other half of the place, they have like nightly bands playing while people come in woodworking. It it was really fun and very funky. And yeah, I, I got to tell you, Dunedin, Florida. If y'all, it's it's a bright spot in Florida. Very not cool. knocking Florida miles, Michelle. I'm not knocking. <laughs> you you can no. knock it all you want. I'm here by well, protest just because no, no, I married no, I, a Miami I, boy. I just I guess <laughs> the thing I'm trying to say is that it it's a really I mean there's the art scene, mm. there's artists, there's brewers. It it seems on its surface pretty progressive. No, it's okay, it's Rain, I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it doesn't seem like it's filled with well, hey, it's if, just yeah. it's a great it's a great town. And I'll um, say I can say one thing for for uh, uh, Port St. Lucie is three of my favorite people in the world uh, lived and currently live there. Miles and Michelle being two of them. And my yes. grandfather, my grandfather Buchanan uh, lived in Port St. Lucie, Florida in a sweet little oh, cool. sweet little house. Thanks for so. the save, Ken. I wasn't trying to knock Port no, St. Lucie. No, that's Actually, right. It, it, Florida has its pockets, just like any other state, and we we there's a lot of good people here, and hopefully we will get the uh, we will replace Scotch with yes. a very very cool progressive candidate because I, I really want. Hang, hang on one second, area. hang on one second, guys. Uh, we got a caller from the two five two area code. Who is this? Where are you calling from? We'll give you a minute, but we were not doing up on phones at the moment. Oh, well, I'm so sorry. This is Cordell from the chat room. Hey, Cordell. We're going to do open Hi, phones uh, in, in about an hour. So why don't you give us a call back then, okay? I sure will. All right. Thank talk you. to you then. Yay. Because so, um, <clears throat> I got really got to get to these audio clips because we're already I'm almost sorry. at a quarter. We're, we're, That's we're, all right. We're, we're, yeah. Going off in the weeds. Um, yes. But, yeah, so uh, here is clip four. Because this is this is as promised. Trump puts Kellyanne Conway on the spot when talking to Bob Woodward, and sticks her on the phone. It's hilarious. 
So, uh, so yeah, it's like, you know, why didn't you tell me about this, Kellyanne? I mean, they had a lunch together. Her and Bob Woodward had lunch together. And listen to her bullshit excuse about it. Everything is going to be effectual, and it is not a good thing for my business, if I may say this to you, Mr. President, to the presidency or to the country, to not have real full exchanges on these. And I broke my spear on it trying to get to you. Well, other than Lindsay, who did quickly mention well, it, nobody yeah, mentioned it. Kellyanne nobody told me about it. Well, let me ask her. Why don't you speak to Kellyanne? Ask her. She never told me about it. Kelly, Bob, how are you? Hi. I, uh, remember two and a half months ago you came over and I laid out, I wanted to talk to the president, and you said you would uh, get back to me? I do, and I put in the request. But, you know, they, it, it was rejected. I can only take it so Bullshit. far. I guess I can bring it right to the president next time. Yeah. But I try oh. to follow all the protocols or else I'm accused of being somebody who doesn't follow protocol. President Trump, I just want you to know I made every effort. Did you? But you had talked to Hope, right? Who said no? Uh, listen, I talked to anyone I could. You talked to a number of people and they I all said no? Raj. He was going to he was gonna Raj. it out. Hope no. Yeah. And so you said you tried to talk to everybody. What about when you interviewed like yeah, other well, people? Yeah. They all said yes. Yeah. Well, that they try. Uh, oh. About six or seven people I tried, and I couldn't have. You know, you and I spent a whole lunch on it, Kellyanne, and I said <laughs> I want to cover the substantive wow. issues in foreign policy and domestic policy, and you said you would get back to me. Nothing. Yeah, so I did. I presented it to the people here who Didn't made this decision. But, but anyway, oh. I'll give you back to the president. And I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that you you tried through seven or eight different people. Yeah, that's oh. good. You should tell him all the names. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. You should tell oh, him all the God. names. Oh my God! Oh my God! You should I tell him all the names. You should tell him all the names. She is the counselor to the president. She's the one who always comes out on NBC, any media, yeah. any, all of that. I just talked to the president. I just talked to the president, and he said, there is no, whatever she just said, that's so much bullshit. Oh, no, we it, we need Nicholas Cage-level bullshit said, for this. Bullshit. Yeah, so. Yeah. And I... I, I, I shouldn't say I hate her. I don't hate anyone. I extremely dislike her. I do. She makes my ears want to bleed. You know, it's just... Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't hate her. There are people I, I hate. Yeah. She's a freaking lying piece of um, road carcass. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, that okay, here's the thing. This is the most important takeaway from this. Oh, I submitted it and it was denied. You said you'd get back to him and you didn't. So you never submitted it. it. You never submitted it. I would love to see. I would love to see the the cancel the the denied document for that because I, that's that's utter incomplete bullshit. It is bullshit because who who is the person who denied it? And then she also comes back with, the, well, you need to tell the president the names of the people you talk to." Well, he just told you, him one really it. important you, one. You, Kellyanne, you schmuck. Yeah. 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 He, he mentioned Raj Shah already. He mentioned Lindsey Graham. There's almost half the names, you know. Right. And uh, he kind of almost yep. confirmed Hope Hicks in there, uh, but uh, that that wasn't clear to me that he he agreed that you know he he with her about Hope Hicks. Here's here's the thing. 
Here's mm-hmm. the thing. I, I just want to cut to the chase. Trump knew that Woodward wanted to interview him. And Trump decided to use everybody else as an excuse to not be interviewed by Woodward. I really do believe that. And Trump's sitting there saying, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know. That's that's a lie, according to Lindsay and all of it. And why... Well, I, I kind of understand that Kellyanne at this point has got to cover it up. But they all know that... they. All, every single person in the White House, the communications <laughs> team, everybody who's on high level in the White House knew that Woodward wanted to interview Trump. Yeah. Yeah. He knew about it. He was told about it. Yeah, and he probably, and he, cowardice the man, yeah, and you know the man can't keep his mouth shut about anything. So he probably was like, oh, yeah, Lindsey Graham told me Bob Woodward wanted to talk to me. It'll just be another hit piece. Oh, I don't fuck him, whatever, you know. You know that he probably said that to a bunch of people. And he probably said it to Kellyanne. And she probably said, yeah, he asked me about it. And I just, you know, said forget about it. So they were probably, like, doing a little shtick together to make it sound, oh, why didn't you tell me? Wink, wink. You know, this phone interview from Woodward is brilliant and amazing, and it's it's a little tiny time capsule to mm-hmm. back his book up when it comes out on oh, yeah. September 11th. I love this. Uh, Scooter Can says, "I hate her. I'm a smaller person than you guys. No, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm two <laughs> I'm two apples high, standing right beside you, Scooter Cans. <laughs> so, uh, tiny t- two apples high in hate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm hateful, Smurf." Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, let me, uh, l- let's get to the next one because this one has, uh, oh, you should have called my office. You should have called my office because there's another office that connects to my office. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why should he have done that when he already reached out to Kellyanne at a lunch? Yeah. And she she said she'd get back to him, and she didn't. Oh, it's such nonsense. But yeah, so so here's you know Trump talking about the office to his office to his office to his office offices within offices within offices. But you never called for me. It would have been nice, Bob, if you no, called I, I, for me in my office. I, I mean, I have a secretary. I have two, three secretaries. If you would have called directly, a lot of people are afraid that Raj. I hardly have. You know, I don't speak to Raj. I do, I do, and Kellyanne went to. Hold on one second. Why on earth would he not talk to Raj? What, what what's one thing about Raj Shah that that he might not be interested in talking to him? Hmm. What could that He's thing brown? be? Hmm. You could be onto something. Uh, yeah. And so, his name sounds like Rasha. Rasha, <laughs> Rasha, Rasha. So uh, anyway, continuing. Somebody, but she didn't come to me. Well, and she should have come to me. Uh, she does have access to me, absolutely. She has direct access, but she didn't come to me. And you know what? That's okay. I'll just end up with another bad book. What can I tell you? It's surprising to me that these people, did Raj have access to you? Uh, not really, but uh, he would have been able to uh, do it. But I have I have an office. You have the, the office number. I have an office that's directly into my office. It doesn't matter. Let me tell you what matters. The economy is the best it's been in. Yeah. <laughs> I love this new shtick of just fading out when he starts going into, yeah, when 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 he starts, yeah, when he starts going into his rally speech, I just love fading him out because we've heard that bullshit so many times. We're not going to hear it again on the show. Um, Here's the thing: as we play this clip, 
and I'm listening to it again. Mm-hmm. This idea that Trump is pissed that um, Bob Woodward didn't call him directly. And I get the feeling that Bob, that, that Trump actually wanted Bob Woodward to call him directly at the very beginning of the book and not interview anybody else. Yeah. I hope that does that make sense? No, it it, like, it makes. Like, well, you know, yeah. you talked to this person over there, but you could have talked to me. Oh, you talked to Kellyanne, but you should have talked to me. You talked to Mattis, but you should have talked to me. So basically, it's like we. I don't do anything wrong. I don't do anything yeah. wrong. Yeah, you I'd did say it's it more wrong. about controlling the message. Yeah, Trump it is about controlling the message. Uh, micromanaging control. Yeah. Yeah, I I do agree with that, but I also find it very amazing that Trump actually lost the opportunity mm-hmm. to control his message. Oh yeah. By denying an interview with Woodward. Not that Woodward would have allowed Trump to control the message. It's yeah. it's fucking Bob Woodward. Okay? Yeah. I mean, it's Bob Woodward. He records everything. He gets people on the record. He has names, sources, and all and, this you know, stuff. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even if he only told Raj Shah, Kellyanne Conway, and Lindsey Graham, who's, you know, still, you know, looking for a new BFF, and Trump might be it. Um, Rest in peace, John McCain. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, that's sad. And, and you know, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm honestly, I'm kind of glad that we were, that I was off during John McCain's passing, because I had very mixed emotions about it. Um, but I think some yeah. really, really like great, so. some really good things came out of last week, and um, I love the middle finger from Beyond the Grave. I really do. Yes, yes. many, many, many middle fingers uh, from from the living as well. Um, yes, Joe Biden, President Obama, former President Bush, uh, Megan McCain, Megan McCain. Holy, um, yeah, that was awesome. Um, but, uh, I mean, I felt horrible for her, but it was, it was great that she, she used her grief in a positive manner. So, um, but, so anyway, the last clip, the last clip we have is Trump continues to all his, his campaign trail platitudes about how great he is. He's done a better job than anybody else in the history of mankind. (laughs) You know, he really said that he's probably done a better job than any president. And I, I don't know if it's in here or not, because I clipped most of that shit out. But he literally said, I've done a better job of anybody who's been president. And it's like, oh, you know, uh, uh, no wonder you're haunted by ex- former presidents. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, ghosts in the Oval Office. Uh, so anyway, this is uh, this is the last clip, and and he keeps trying to push the platitudes, and Woodward's like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I don't want to talk about this. You know why? And I love this. This is hilarious. Yes, sir. I thought we're I doing a good never, job. Uh, uh, kind of say, let's uh, not talk about this because the book is done. Yeah. And the president, and but you know that's the position we're in, and it's uh, one. Uh, I 
tried to avoid. You need to know I made maximum effort. All right. It's too bad. Yes, sir. I'm just hearing about it, and I heard, uh, I did hear from Lindsay, but I'm just hearing about it, so we're going to have a very no. inaccurate book, and that's too bad. No, but I don't blame you entirely. Be accurate, I believe. All right. Okay. Well, accurate is that nobody's ever done a better job than I'm doing as president, that I can tell there. you. There. There. So that's, uh, and that's the way a lot of people Jesus. feel that know what's going on, and you'll see that over the years, but a lot of people feel that, Bob, so. I, I believe in our country, and because you're our president, I wish you good luck. Okay, thank you very much, Bob. I appreciate it. Bye. <laughs> I believe in our wow. country, and because you are president, I wish you good luck. He didn't say he believed in him. <laughs> what a backhanded comment, uh, compliment. That was a total, like, yeah, it's just because you're president that I'm giving you this. Well, I'm glad yeah, that well, I, I, I'm glad that I did actually, have that audio. To me, it's Bob Woodward giving respect to the office. Right, it's to the office. It's not to Trump. Yeah. And and Trump doesn't even fucking get that. No. He but doesn't Michelle, get it. That's no. the thing. Trump doesn't get the fact that he is the president. But Michelle, he, is, he said he, Michelle, he literally said in there, he's done a better job than anybody else who's ever been president. <laughs> Maybe better than Andrew Jackson. Oh. Okay. Well, Trump it, thinks he's better than I don't know George that was, Washington. That was the response I was hoping for, Michelle. Um, <laughs> I mean, not better than Lincoln. I mean, what happened to Saint Ronnie? You know, <sighs> no. Oh, and, that's a good point. They're really like, like I've been how saying. Many, I, how I, many really revered Republican presidents are there outside of Lincoln and and Reagan? Uh, well, by this GOP. I yeah, by any by any Republican, I, I, you know, I mean the I I the like main, Teddy mainstream Republican trust busting. I thought Teddy he was pretty good. Was Eisenhower had some moments with uh, yes. you know warning us about the industrial military complex. But this was all before the party really did that hard shift. Yes, well, this is before the, before all the the racists defected out of the uh, Democratic Party. Yeah, <laughs> because of the civil rights passing. Yes, thank you, LBJ, for the purge. Yeah. I mean so. God, I'm stuttering. I'm sorry. Just I get... am the best president ever. Basically, that's what he's saying. Yeah. And he is not, he doesn't consider himself a, a Republican. No. That statement to me was really stunning because he might talk about Republican values, but when he said, I'm the best president ever. No. He's not talking about Republicans or Democrats, or Democratic Socialists, or the Whigs, or the Republican Democratic Party, or any of the other parties that came way before all of us. He really yeah. thinks he's the best. Yeah, I, I, I came up with a term yesterday for Trump. Yesterday? Yeah, it. and I call him the id idiot. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Oh, hold on, hold on. We we, we need a rim shot for that, actually. We'll give you both. So. The idiot, idiot. Because because if you think about it, he's all about the id. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's all about self gratification, self narcissism, uh, me, me, me. As mm -hmm. as Tro as somebody put, I think it was Trojan put in the mm -hmm. chat. Me, 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 me. That's all he is. So the id idiot. Although Adam shortened it to the id idiot, 
but I like the id idiot. I like the id idiot. Id idiot. Id yeah. idiot yeah. Has yeah, a I good do too. Code. Id idiot. So, so it's good that for people to stutter. Yeah, that, that that's what I'm calling him now, the id idiot, because it fully it 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 compartmentalizes and classifies him perfectly. That is what he is. He's all about the id. He doesn't give a crap about anything else. Don't it's you all guys about him. Don't you guys listening to this? I know we have to go to break, but are you am I the only one who is amazed at the fact that Bob Woodward called him after the transcript was submitted and said, mm-hmm. here's what's gonna come down. And he literally gave Trump a chance to correct the record literally correct the record and he just continued lying yeah and, and i'm amazed at that yeah well the thing is the thing is uh, uh the one thing that i was really impressed by is and I, i'm i'm with you on that point but the other thing i was really impressed by was where again trump kept trying to pad his id- idiot ego and and he was like look i i hate to say this but i i don't want to talk about that the book is done yep it's done so and then oh man he said trump sounded so fucking deflated trump sounded so deflated and and i have audio related to that because we have (laughs) dozens of deep throats uh coming up Um, yeah Yeah. Dozens of deep throats. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's a lot of deep throats. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens! All right. Uh, on that note, we're going to get to that audio when we come back. Because this is... This is this is incredible. And then it, it, at some point, we'll, we'll, we'll try and do extended open phones tonight. Uh, because we don't have a green news report, so we'll try and hit the break a little bit early. But I'm going to read uh, later um, like 12 things from Woodward's <laughs> book, and we'll all comment on it, because it's quite uncanny. So, uh, And we'll talk about ghosts in the White House. Ooh. <laughs> Thank Does you for that. Does uh, it could, it, it could, <laughs> an ethereal bunghole could, could uh, manifest, uh, you know, or or materialize. Yes, an ethereal bunghole could very well materialize. A bunghole. Oh, oh, ghost! Ouch! Ow! Ow! No! Oh, go away, ghost! It's, it's no. a ghost bunghole. A bunghole. I hope it doesn't slime me. Um. So. <laughs> All right, we wow. got to go to the break. Yeah, Miles is like, wow. <laughs> wow. This will all make sense. It will all make sense. It will. Oh, it God. will. Uh, it makes Jeez. sense. It, 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 well, God. it will and it won't. Because we'll tell yeah. you what it what it's about, but it still ain't going to make sense because it's so fucking crazy. <laughs> um, oh, it's it's brilliant. What a day for you to come back, Rain. I know Joe is going to, he's going to be sad about this, but it's all right. Um, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, cause I'm thinking about making bits for Halloween now about the haunted oval office and like, you know, Trump being visited by three ghosts. <laughs> you know? We can carry this out to Christmas. We can oh. carry this out to Christmas, with, you know, uh, uh, three it, ghosts of Christmas with visiting Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. A Trump miscarriage. A, a Trump miscarriage. 
So I'm, uh, I'm thinking of making a, la- a Mad Libs, uh, uh, writing a Mad Libs for that. That'd be oh, great. there you go. Well, many many themes. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, if you can write it between now and the end of the show, and you want to solicit for Mad Libs in the chat, fill it out on your own. Do it. Um, so, uh, no, no, no. It takes okay. me a while to come up with. All right, song. all right. Very good. Um, so, uh, I wasn't, uh, yeah, uh, that, that would be a lot. Anyway. All right. It is way past break time. Uh, uh, time for break time. We'll be right back with lots more turn up the night right after turn up the night with Kenny pick. Ah, that's adorable. That's getting awkward. And now it's just plain creepy. Kennypick.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny pick every weekday from five to 7 PM. Eastern it's gods and monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. A lot of visery. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. Radio for humans. Forgot to say that. Uh, that's what vacation does to you. It makes, it makes me lazy. Uh, anyway, welcome back to the program. Yeah, I gotta clean my studio too. I don't know what the hell I did. It's it's a wreck. You know what it is? Is we just been moving shit around like crazy because. Oh yeah, update for everybody. Garage still isn't built. <laughs> um, the the uh, siding is the last thing they were waiting on for because we're making it blue and apparently they have to make it to order. They they make it to order or whatever, or just have to order it from a special place. So, it's coming. They said the supplies will be in by the, the, well, two days. They said, so Thursday, they said uh, all of the wood will be here. Hopefully, what they do is Thursday or Friday this week, they drop off all the lumber, and then they start construction on Monday. That's my hope, but I don't see it being done until a week after next. Fingers crossed. It's a process, man. These contractors, what a pain in the ass. Uh, but I, I can't complain. I'm just I'm 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 counting my blessings, and I'm fortunate enough to have this thing. But I'm just impatient. So a lot of other people have a lot bigger problems than me not having a 
damn garage. Uh, so anyway, welcome back to the program. Uh, of course, uh, Michelle Lagon, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Did Elf get food? I am still working on it. I reheated some of my homemade ramen noodle soup. So. Ooh, nice. homemade, yes. no less. Yes. So I'll play. Yes. I'll play the clip again. Elf needs food badly. Yes, it's gonna happen. <laughs> and Miles Lagon, Port St. Lucie, Florida. I hope you at least get to quality control some of those cookies that were made today, right? Mm, yes. Fortunately, well, she really didn't mess up on many cookies. That's the bad news. Ugh. The worst. The worst news <laughs> is the ones that ones that were kind of a subpar were too subpar. <laughs> so it's okay, dear. I I I mean, I'll sneak one. I'll try and sneak one. Uh, but they're all so good. I just can't. You just can't stop at one. You know. Two the blueberry. The lemon. The, the lemon blueberries. You remember the lemon blueberries? Of oh, course. Sweet those Jesus. Are, those are Susan's God. favorite. Oh, so. those are just sitting right there on top of the stove right now as we speak. Just <laughs> a house that she smells. She she fills the house up with this smell, and I just gotta endure it, you know. You know, but um, yeah, I'm okay. Oh, I'm good. Wow. <laughs> so uh, C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. Yeah, C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. Oh. Cookie, 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 cookie starts with C. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! I love the cookie monster. Me too. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, and of course, uh, welcome back to Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C., fresh off her birthday and vacation. My, my birthday and vacation, and I did. I got to tell you something. I learned mm-hmm. something this week. Clearwater, Florida is the international home of Scientology. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, really? Yes. Ooh. I didn't know that. So we were driving in, you know, driving, getting ready to go to Clearwater Beach. And I was like, oh, look at that. Clearwater volunteers. And I was thinking, this is awesome. They're just looking for volunteers for Clearwater. Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise lives down there, and so does yeah. so does um, what's his name from Greece? Yeah, John Travolta. I feel yeah, like John uh, Travolta. Thank you. I feel and like so I I we, go ahead. No, I, we we decided one day we saw there was a street in in Clearwater called Cleveland Street, and it looked lovely as we drove oh. past it. Hey, I like. We that. decided we're gonna go. Let's go to Cleveland. Let's go to Cleveland Street. <laughs> Let's go to Old Town. Clearwater. Yeah. There was probably about four or five restaurants open. Mm. And we found we found one restaurant that was open. It was a restaurant called Clear Sky. And so we went in there. It was pretty popular. And I asked I asked the wait uh, the bartender, what's what's going on with what's going on here? Because it looks like the whole town was getting ready to rejuvenate. And yeah, she, yeah. She basically said, Well, you know, about 20 years ago, everybody sold out to the Scientologists, and nobody ever moved back in. Wow. Yeah. Oh, what a bunch of... Uh, uh, you know what? And and since we, we mentioned Scientologists and Tom Cruise, um, I'm going to say, what a bunch of penises, and I'm going to play the full... <laughs> I'm going to play the full extended version of Don't Say Penis in This House. Don't say penis in this house! 
Penis! Oh. Penis, big fucking erect penis, oh. Mom! Penis! Penis! <laughs> <laughs> I never play that. I was just looking for Tom Cruise clips, and that's all I had. <laughs> It was just—it was amazing to me, because you know it's Clearwater, so you have the beach and you have the city Clearwater, and that's—it's a fucking ghost town. Wow! And it looks like it looks so like, Trump um, probably won't oh, go there because he—he's afraid of ghosts. Well, that's well, there. There is that. It looks like a lot of businesses are getting ready to move in. Yep. <laughs> like they're kind of over, as our bartender said. She said, "You know, sometimes you need to make peace with your enemies." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was literally talking. And at one point, I was like, "Are you a Scientologist?" And she just, "Fuck no." <laughs> <laughs> uh, she gave us the whole story of it. I didn't know this. I didn't know that Clearwater itself was the national, the international home yeah, of Scientology. Yeah. yeah, they they tried to build their own like Disney Village there or some shit. You know, yeah, I looked into yeah. it on the Google, and at the mayor at the time sued the fuck out of them. Mm-hmm. And, wow, and we could do a whole show. Blame him of a hit and run. I, I never understood we when I was looking this. at a topographical map of Florida, where what was being measured was average IQ, and there's this divot in that part of Florida. Now I get it. <laughs> there you go. You, you think so, you think it's you think I it was stupid before? Anybody goes Yo, to you don't even know what stupid is. <laughs> It's about to get all stupid up in here. Clearwater. <laughs> go all right, to, well, go we, to Clearwater we, Beach, go yeah. to Dunedin, and whatever restaurants there are in Clearwater, give them some shekels. Yeah. Push fucking Scientology out. Yeah, and again, Dunedin a beer, go to Dunedin. <laughs> there it is. Dunedin a beer. Yeah, we're going to be on that coast uh, soon, but we're cool. not going near Clearwater. We're going to Sh- Fort, Fort Charlotte. Fort Charlotte, yeah. Yep. Oh. Well, all right. Well, if anybody else wants more information on uh, Scientology or Clearwater <laughs> or anything anything like that, I have some advice for you. Don't do a Google search. You're going surfing on the internet. Yeah. There you go. All right, we got to get to this audio. Brooke Baldwin had uh, Jamie uh, Gangel, Gangel, I believe is how to say her name. Uh, on her program today, and she read Fear, Donald Trump in the White House, uh, the Bob Woodward book. She read it, and um, she had some very interesting takeaways. we got three clips from this. Stunning new details this hour about what's being called the, the nervous breakdown of the White House. Here's some, here's some words for you, idiot, unhinged, uh, understanding of a fifth or sixth grader, and an effing liar. These are words coming from high-profile White House insiders reportedly used to describe the President of the United States. Uh, The details are all laid out in this new book by legendary journalist Bob Woodward, uh, one half of the team who broke the Watergate scandal. Uh, Woodward relies on hundreds of hours of taped interviews and dozens of sources in Trump's inner circle, as well as documents, files, diaries, memos, including a handwritten note by the President himself. They reveal explosive hostility between this president and his closest aides. Uh, White House Chief of Staff John Kelly is uh, quoted calling Trump an idiot and unhinged. Uh, Defense Chief James Mattis compares Trump's understanding to that of a fifth or sixth grader. And one of the president's former lawyers flat out calls him uh, a liar. I think he uses a colorful word as an adjective. Fucking liar. liar. Uh, Some staff even revealing what they've had to do to protect the country from President Trump. So for all of this reporting ahead 
night of this book coming out, uh, the 11th of this month. Let's go straight to our CNN special correspondent, Jamie Gangel. Gangel. Jamie, there's a lot to sift through. But, I mean, a lot of the most incendiary details come from the president's own chief of staff. Correct. It's So we, CNN obtained a copy of the book. I have read the book. And I think that what Woodward has presented here is a devastating portrait. Mm. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah, so. <laughs> a devastating awesome. portrait. Um, yeah, so uh, giving Dorian Gray a run for his money. Um, but, yeah, so. I feel like, I feel like this, this book is a game changer. Uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter today, a lot of, a lot of really uh, well-respected people pundits and uh, pundits i'm sorry in news people mm-hmm. um and you know commentators really kind of saying that this i mean this is going to make michael wolf's book like you know look like you know highlights magazine that you read in the dentist yeah so <laughs> you know. yeah because because woodward has people on tape he has people on record he doesn't woodward God damn it! He's he's the Watergate guy with yeah. He, he has a legacy. He has a a, a a legacy of authorship. I mean, one of, one of the respected. first quote unquote resistance books I read from Woodward was about the Bush administration, and Woodward's a goddamn Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I I read that book in two thousand and four. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like. Yeah, we're fucked. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on what is potentially could happen here. if Because what Trump does is he projects this facade of strength. Of, yeah. You know, uh, that, that's his shtick. You know, it's like, look how tough I am, how strong I am, and I'm rich, <laughs> and I'm, I'm successful. And so the, why this book could be a game changer... Um, is it will strip away that facade. Now, not everyone's going to believe it. His There's a certain percentage of his core base, of course, that will follow him right to the gates of hell. But the, the, the problem with Trump is the one thing he fears more than anything is being mocked, being made fun of, being shamed. Not shamed. He doesn't care about shame. But you know what I'm saying about being uh, made fun of? I would say he, the one thing that Trump fears, Miles, is that he fears the truth being told about him. Well, he, yeah. I mean, Trump, when, when people are there saying fifth and sixth grade level stuff, yeah, that that's yeah. a real, you know, that facade of strength is going to fall. Yeah. Or, so that's the, 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 my point being that when th- this attack, uh, Let's just call the book an attack because, as rightly so, against someone that has a facade, every uh, facts are an attack. It's going to hurt, and um, in in when it is in Congress, when it is congruent, or I'm, I'm trying to think of the right word, when it joins forces with the the um, uh, guilty uh, verdicts and the guilty pleas, and the and all this stuff starting to come up. There's there's going to be this incremental shift. It'll be slow. Right now, I think he just reached a sixty percent mark of disapproval, and you know, yeah, like I said, we're it. getting 
we're getting real close to his hardcore well, 35% <clears throat> base. And so it's going to get to the point where the, you know, oh my God, the emperor's not wearing any clothes. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. And this kind of goes into what you're saying here. And, and, uh, but I, I uh, am going to paraphrase someone I, I hate very, very much. And that is Rush Limbaugh. And uh, I played this audio on my show a while ago, but I don't have it. But Trump, uh, uh, basically Limbaugh said about Trump is Trump, he doesn't care if you call him, if you say he's wrong. He doesn't care if you say he's stupid. He doesn't care if you say anything about him whatsoever that he, you know, he's an adulterer or whatever. Um, but he doesn't want to be perceived as a loser. So I think, well, uh, and, and I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with uh, Limbaugh's assessment of him. I think that's like the only smart thing Rush Limbaugh's ever said, except for, you know, um, no, unless he ever said, you know, I should quit radio, uh, but he well, never. Well, <laughs> he, he, he did say Stephanie Miller and Tina Dupuy are babes. So there's something well, yeah. positive. So yes. the superficial uh, yeah, well, judgment of women. Sexist. Yeah. So, yes. but, but, but they, they are very attractive women. So true, at least true. you got that partially right. Hey, if, they, if they're your type, they're your type, right? Um, yep. so, uh, but you know, um, so, so I think that plays in what you're saying, Miles, but I, I truly believe that is really the only thing he cares about. And, and, and I believe that now more than ever, after hearing this recording with, uh, Woodward and Trump, you know, because it all kept coming back to, well, you know, I'm doing great. You know, I'm doing great. You know, I'm doing great. And then it ends with, I've done better than anybody who's ever been president. And he hasn't even been in there two years. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, okay. Yes. The economy is doing okay under you, but it turned around under Obama after the fucking mess he was handed from George H or George W. Bush. And God damn it, the economy's doing great still because of Obama. Yes. Trump has done everything Trump. he can to destroy the economy in spite of Obama. Yeah. Ask Harley uh, Davidson the, how they're feeling right now. Yeah. Um, go, but go I, ahead. I really do love what you just said. That the fact that he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to be viewed as a loser, right? He's He's in for a rude shock because right now uh, Woodward's going to be giving everyone a peek under the uh, under the carpet. Yeah. And when we win back the house, and you know, fingers crossed. Ooh, this is this is vote me. Vote blue, for my, no matter who. Yeah, vote blue. Here we go. So that's going to make Maxine Waters the head of a certain committee. Oh gosh. Anyway, she'll be able to subpoena his business and tax records. Oh, I can't and wait for that. That's when the carpet is going to get ripped right up. And we're going to see all the bodies and all the, everything. That the ethics and, ethics committee? Um, or no, she's judicial, I think. Or no, she's finance. Finance. That sounds right. Oh, yeah. okay. She's all finance. Right. But the bottom line is that this book does make Trump look foolish. It's like it an does, open, makes yeah. makes Trump look like he's not really in charge. But but back to the fear of, him, of his fear about being exposed as a loser. His tax records. That's why he never revealed them. Oh sure, sure. So wait for wait yeah. for the blue wave. You know it'll take. You know you know we're talking January, February, March, whenever these it happens. But well, it's yeah, coming. Again, fingers crossed. I uh, you know I'm I'm never predicting the outcome of an election again. Um, you know I was right about 
Romney losing to Obama, but that's that's where it stops. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, this election, this election, we all know something hinky happened, right? Sure, sure. But anyway, and we'll get to that a little bit a little bit later because I have audio about Trump uh, going after Sessions and his most recent tweet. I want to get to that. But uh, I got two more clips from Brooke Baldwin with uh, Jamie Gangel on the uh, Woodward book. So uh, here's uh, the next one. We've heard about chaos. We've heard about dysfunction. But the details in this book are like nothing we've ever heard before, especially since they're coming from his inner circle, the people who are working with him day in and day out. Some are former administration officials, but there are also people like the present chief of staff, John Kelly, uh, the former defense secretary, the present defense secretary, James Mattis. And you hear words like erratic, unhinged, alarmed, just over and over again. So it, it's not just one person, it's from dozens of people. What, what I, uh, the way I would describe it is in Watergate, Bob Woodward had deep throat as his source. He has in this book dozens of, of deep throats. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens! And, you know, I just laughed when I heard uh, the, the list of words she rattled off that you heard over and over. Because when I heard the clip earlier, when she said erratic, I thought, because I was listening on kind of bad speakers, I thought she said a rabbit. <laughs> erratic makes much more sense now. It's like, what, a rabbit just like hopping around from thing to thing? <laughs> Reproducing way too much. My life, um, Yeah. <laughs> Erratic. Erratic. Not a rabbit. Yes. Yeah, uh, dozens of deep throats. Yeah. That means somebody had to like, go back and open. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Let, let, I let have, me. I have Linda Lovelace's book. I well, okay. I own that book. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, let let me let me go ahead and uh, play the last one because uh, Jamie Gangel points out uh, an interesting thing from the phone conversation. There'll be a little bit of audio from the phone call in here about how Trump gets sad towards the end. About it'll be another bad book. I was fi- I'm usually fifty percent prepared for this. Okay. Hello, darkness, my old friend. It's really funny. It's really funny. The other thing that happened that was interesting is President Trump is clearly upset about this book. And (laughs) on (laughs) August 14th, (laughs) he called (laughs) Bob Woodward when he found out it was coming out. And Bob, with the president's permission, recorded the phone call. And we're going to play you a clip of it. This is where it becomes apparent to the president that Bob has sources inside the White House. I've got to go talk to people and see them outside of the White House and outside of their offices and uh, gained a lot of insight and documentation. And it's, uh, you know, it's a tough look at the world and your administration and you. Right. Well, I assume that means it's going to be a negative book, but... You know, I'm some. I'm sort of fifty percent used to that. That's all right. Some are good and some are bad. Sounds like this is going to be a bad one. No. <laughs> it's really a turning point where Bob says a tough look at you, and even though 
the president sort of funny? He says 50% of the time, you can hear that his tone of voice changes. Oh, it sure did. Hello, darkness, my friend. Oh, wait. Oh, wow. I got all screwy there. Um, got I was going to say, oh, please. He wasn't, yeah. he, he wasn't trying to be funny. Well, I, 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 he, he yeah. was, no, no, he was trying to make himself feel better at that moment, I think. By saying, you know, uh, I don't even know. But yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I got to tell you, I think the fact that what we heard there in that CNN report, that the president said, sure, record it, tells me that Donald Trump is not in his right mind. <laughs> I'm not saying this to be. I'm not saying uh, this to be funny. Oh I'm no, really no, not. no! It's just funny because it's so true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I just we've all we've all read a lot of these excerpts and all of this stuff, and they're treating him like a child. Oh yeah, they certainly and are. And he deserves that treatment because he's acting like a child and. I, I'm telling you, man. I feel like, I feel like Donald Trump's mind is gone. I'm, I'm not oh. kidding. At that, point, that comment. Well, and we'll <clears throat> find out how far gone he is too when we start reading through that list of stuff. Um, and I don't know. I, I think it, I might, uh, we might forgo Mad Libs tonight and and just read through that list because it's <laughs> it's funnier than Mad Libs, really. Because <laughs> um, uh, I do have a fair amount of audio, and I, I want to make sure we get uh, uh, calls. Uh, you know, get some people calling in too. Uh, so anyway, uh, and, and we got a, a birthday and an anniversary coming up. There might be more birthdays, um, but a very special anniversary and a very special birthday coming up. So on that note, let's go ahead and run to the break and listen to Swimming Upside Down by Bobber coming up. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Yay! Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com
Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Dozens of deep throats. There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Yep, nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, we're going to uh, keep this quick and clean, everybody. Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program. Hello. Hello. A- and uh, Miles Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Welcome back, sir. Yes, hello. All right. And Michelle Lagan, also Port St. Lucie. Both Miles and Michelle can be heard every Saturday on Mike Check Radio from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Welcome back. Yes, I'm here. And uh, Miles, Michelle, would one of you like to do uh, name calling? Miles can do it. I can do. <laughs> I can. Oh, damn! All right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Where so. is the list of? Pe- there we go. All right. All right. So, oh, wait, oh, I, I, oh, oh, no! I forgot the biscuits clip is not in here. Hang on one second. Uh, yes. Straight- one of the one of the things I've I've learned when when yes, I did yes. my research on how to be more funny is this thing called timing. Ah, there we go. All right, well, here we go. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go, uh, Mr. Funny Man. (laughs) All right, Uh, in the chat room, we have a Mr. Adam Hebert. Hebert. Thank you. Cordell. (laughs) Uh, Heather. Jay Colley. 
Uh, Kenny Pick, of course, and Ken Sr. Hello, Dad. Good to see you at the reunion uh, on Sunday. Uh, We had their family reunion in uh, Columbus on Sunday. Also in there? I was adopted, and I didn't get invited to the reunion. God Would have been a long slug. (laughs) Would have been a long slug. Uh, Let's see. Also, uh, living in Long Island is there. Uh, my lovely wife, myself, Moon Mare, just uh, just dropped in. Hi, Moon Mare. Uh, President, Rain, of course. Uh, Scooter, Theo, and Trojan Rabbit. Look yeah, Remy Lee is there as well. Did I miss yeah. him? Yeah. No, he may have just dropped out briefly, but he oh wasn't yes, a few I see him in the chat. You're correct. Yep. Yes, and Grimmy Lee. Grimmy, of course. Grimmy is the guy who started the Turnips page on Facebook. Yes. Yay, Grimmy. So, I yeah. love Grimmy. So, I want to say, first of all, we have a very uh, special anniversary for everybody right now. And I cannot believe it has been two years. Time flies, man. Uh, but uh, our good friend, and again, another brother from another mother, Theo. Uh, yes. Theo and Leah are, have just celebrated their se- second year anniversary together. Ma- uh, oh, wedded bliss. Theo! So, uh, anniversary. So, so yeah. So, without further ado, we got to play a little Flintstones action for uh, Theo and Leah right now. Oh, happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! For a cheerful toast and fill it. Happy anniversary! But be careful you don't spill it. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. And Theo, uh, you, you two are, uh, you and Leah are just a magnificent couple. Um, I'm so glad you found each other. Um, and, uh, you know, best of luck to you because I know you're doing, you're doing home stuff and, uh, I don't know how much detail you would want me to get into, but. There you go. You best of luck to you guys in seriously two years. Man, time flies. I, I I couldn't believe that he sent me that message the other day. It's been two years. So yeah, he's another person I want to meet. You know, one yeah. day. Yeah, me too. And still sitting beside me uh, on display, Rain and Bob saw it when they were in here. On top of my, uh, I have like a shelf lamp thing. It has the uh, Tom Baker era uh, Doctor Who hat and scarf. That Theo uh, yes. sent me, which in in the scarf is amazing. I mean, it's like half a blanket. <laughs> it's <laughs> such, so cool. It's so huge and it's beautiful. The colors in it are so accurate to the, the Tom Baker scarf, and the the hat looks great. Um, and uh, but yeah, so uh, 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 yeah, many many more years of bliss for you, uh, Theo and Leah. And on that note, rain. Happy what? birthday! Happy birthday! Oh, thank yes. you. So much, you're, much happy, joyous year, Mark. Your birthday I, was I Saturday, Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. That's what I thought. Yep. So yeah, and you, did you see? It's I posted. Yesterday. I posted the. I put, it was. It was yesterday. And did you see? I uh, uh, where it is. Yesterday. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I posted. Oh. Uh, I posted the birthday banner on your website. Uh, on your website. On I your did. Facebook page. Here's the <laughs> With, thing. That's Everybody the anima- so And that was. It just real quick. That was animated by Crito, one of our listeners. That was. Oh. The, that was my version of the song, and Crito animated. So. Okay, I got to go back and look at it. Because here's yeah. the thing. 
Mm-hmm. I had my tablet. I, I couldn't respond sure. to everybody. Well, I'm no. going to go back and look at it. Oh, you don't have to. Uh, you know, I, 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 yeah. Thank you, and thank you, Credo. Yeah. So, and uh, in another thing, too. And I, and I love it. I can't believe I forgot to get this, but there's a video out there of uh, John Boehner singing zippity doo dah in his RV. Oh, no. You've never yeah. heard that? There's a, there was a video that was floating around yesterday. And, you know, we might have driven past him on the way back from the reunion or on the way to <laughs> to the reunion. I've heard um, him sing that song. But, I have but, heard that. <laughs> but yeah, zippity-doo-dah, zippity <laughs> Marlboro Reds and some Merlot today, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he, he, smoked, he smoked Chesterfields. Yeah. Oh, I thought he did Marlboro Reds. Chesterfields, I could nope. see it. So isn't isn't he also now investing in marijuana? So he might be smoking something else. Oh yeah, there might that might be why he had such a wonderful day too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so rain for you on your birthday, Uh, and I don't see any other birthdays that anybody's posted. So this is just for you, rain. Happy birthday, happy fifty-one. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Oh man! I I forgot the. Uh, you see, I'm still working out the um, uh, the birthday stuff, the the clips and stuff. Thank there. you, thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. There you go. So all I can say is that John Fugelsang's birthday was yesterday. So. Oh yeah, well, you're, mine was Saturday, you're in good and, company. and that that made me a ha- and that made me give him a happy birthday. But I already gave you your happy hmm. birthday on your Facebook page. So. I know, yeah. I know, yes. I know. And I and, and I, I missed John Fugelsang's birthday, so I actually had to give him a well a, a happy birthday. Workout. Yeah. Well, a and, lot this week, this this yeah, past week, and, you know, Frank Connors yeah. was on Friday. So well, yeah. and uh, Kenny Pick Seniors is on nine nine coming up. Oh wow! Whoa. So my uh, my so, adoptive father. Uh, all right, so we're going to do lightning round phone calls starting now. Phone number to call is three three zero five three six fourteen sixty six or three three zero Ken the number one goo. Uh, we already have our first call of the night. Uh, uh, Adam Hebert, what's up, buddy? Oh, nothing much. Uh, sorry, you're having so much problems with your box. I guess my legacy. From last week continues. <laughs> it's not that bad. I'm able to repair it immediately, so it's uh, it, it, it's okay. What's on your mind? Well, uh, I'm just so amused. I read the article about him thinking the ghosts of presidents were haunting. I was oh, like, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong. You know what, Kenny? You know I don't believe in an afterlife. I'll joke about go to hell. You're going. Sure. To hell. You're going to wake up and find yourself a bed next to Hitler. That that's shtick. Of but, course. I mean. If there were such things as close, of course the founders are going to want to hunt Trump. I mean, he. Let's be brutally honest. Let's be, you know, uh, yeah, funny, funny, ha ha. But let's be honest at the same time. He said he, LB. He said LBJ taking, flicks his ears and throws important documents on the floor, and apparently has an ethereal. <laughs> it has an ethereal bunghole. A bunghole. Yeah. Um, yeah. We but added let's that. Let's part. be serious here for a second, because. 
He's basically taking a massive shit on everything those men held dear, sure. Republican and Democrat alike. So in actuality, think, you know, he's just that, haunted know, by their success, really. Well, that too. He knows. You know, he knows that he could shape up tomorrow, and he still wouldn't amount to a one one hundredth of any other president's greatness, and that includes yeah. W. You know, the the gentleman C president. Oh yeah, or H W. That was a hot mess. Well, I, I, you know, he's yeah, but he's also kind of not doing well, and I. You well, know, I, I, no, I'm just talking about his legacy as president, not his health, you know. Um, well, yeah, no, but I'm just saying I, I'm not comfortable going after H.W. Yeah, he was a shitty president, but at the same time, you know. You're still better than Trump. Dying, but, you know. <laughs> but, that, but the thing is that that is such a low bar. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, I, I like the id idiot. Okay, I guess id idiot wasn't as clever as I thought. That's okay. But. That's why I call him Schittler. He wants wants to be this dictator, a king, and if Kavanaugh gets on the Supreme Court, that's what we're going to have. But he's shit. He turns everything he touches into shit. Yes, it's like... He's like a reverse Midas. Reverse Midas, exactly. So, uh, uh, what were you going to say, Rain? Am I the only one who believes that Trump didn't know what the fuck a ghost was until he took the <laughs> occupancy? He probably still doesn't. Well, I, he took the honestly, oath of I office. Feel, the oath of office. I feel like he office. doesn't know what a ghost is. You heard know. somebody say it. It's like, I'm, I'm just ghost. He probably do. They probably put on <laughs> video, you know, DVDs of Casper form all the time or something. Uh, you know, he, pr- he probably thinks the KKK are ghosts. Um, you know, because the they dress is that he's such an evil person. Not even Casper would be friends with him. True, mm. true. He's right. dumb. Well, he's at- dumb, and he's misinformed. And I don't think he, yeah. he knew what a ghost was until I don't until he read something or saw something on TV. Yeah, I can't argue. I can't argue with that. Or had anyway. a coloring had a coloring book. But Adam, uh, give us your final thoughts. We got another caller on the line. All right. Well, I just want to say, Rain. Happy birthday. Hope you had a nice vacation. Thank you. Adam. I missed you and I'm sorry that, you know, you know, I wasn't able to to do the show while you were around, but I'm glad you got some time off. I'm glad Kenny got some time off. Miles and Michelle, keep up the good work. This'll this'll look good on your uh <laughs> performance evaluation. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Yay! Hey, and thank you, my part my, my my final thought is uh They've got the new Spider-Man PS4 game coming on Friday, and I've heard everyone is giving it a good review, ex- except for the Daily Bugle. Oh, Parker! Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I, I think I got that joke. Well, see, there you go. I made a nerd joke, Rain got. This is like a life achievement. Oh, wow, wow. Push, you know, <laughs> And then I'm watching cheesing. Amen. Amen. All right, Adam. Have a great night. I'll talk to you soon, okay? We'll talk have to you. Have a good you. night, everyone. Bye. All right. Night. Bye-bye. Bye, Adam. So, uh, uh, Cordell, Cordell, is that you? You're back as well? I sure am. All right. Hi, hey, buddy. Cordell. Good to see you. What's on your mind? Oh, my God. I have missed you guys so much. I want to apologize for not being around. You don't owe us. Here. You don't owe us any apology whatsoever. Life happens to people, and we understand. 
Yeah, exactly. And I'm just right now. I'm just so lucky to be alive right now because a month ago I almost died. Um, oh I, man, my oxygen levels got yeah, my oxygen levels got so low, blood wasn't getting to my brain. I was going in and out of conscious. And when they dropped that bombshell on me, I thought, oh my god, you mean to tell me I could have died and I wouldn't have known it? So. I spent the last month basically trying to, you know, recover. You know, I've been sure. keeping up with the news, you know, energy permitting. And on top of that, I wasn't even home like one day. And then I got news that, you know, my grandmother was getting ready to pass away. So yeah. between that, you know, dealing with her death, I mean, I just, I'm surprised I have my, you know, sanity right now. And I was thinking about you guys the other day, you know, when I called and spoke to jo uh, Joey on Steph's show, and I'm like, I haven't hung out with Kenny in the game in a while. I wonder if they're still around. And <laughs> when I saw you, I mean, I know I see posts from time to time, but most of the time, you, you know, I'm lucky if, you know, I'm in my right mind and I could think, okay, I need to go and hang out. And I was like, I don't care what happens, how tired I am Tuesday night. I, if I could give at least two hours to hang out with Kenny in the game, it'll, it'll totally be worth it. Well, I'm we appreciate sorry about your grandma no, passing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we appreciate you uh, taking time out for us with everything that's going on because that's, that's not easy. Uh, you know, uh, uh, in in your grandmother, yeah, it, it rain uh, nailed it. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear about her, and I'm really sorry to hear that you know you you were having such uh, major health issues. You know, we've been dealing with some stuff around here too, um, but uh, but that's scary. What you know uh, for to being you know told that you almost died. That's that's horrific. So, uh, for you to actually think about us during that time, it means a lot to me. So I really appreciate that because that's some real heavy shit you're dealing with. And, um, and, and I thank you for, for, you know, taking the time out to, to listen to us. Um, but and yeah, we're, we're still around, believe it or not, we're going on, we're going on 11 years with this nonsense right now. So uh, yeah. I, I, I want to thank you guys because tonight I have laughed so hard tonight, and considering the stress that I've been under the last couple of months, yeah. I have really needed you know some kind of distraction and some mm -hmm. kind of break, and you guys have really done that for me. And I just cannot thank you all enough, and and I can't thank the chat room for encouragement that you all have given me and i hope you know you know energy permitting as i continue to recover yeah, yeah i don't know if i can come in on friday but if i can stop by next week you know i'll definitely try to do that and on well, that though i hate to do this but i can't keep my eyes open anymore. no 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 <laughs> it's okay we will take it for you know whenever you you're available that is fine by us but yeah you know what and, and I'm glad we made you laugh tonight because I'll tell you what, I've done my damnedest because I had a couple shows that got real ugly with my anger about shit. 
Yeah. And and I, ha- I, I had I had to pull back. I had to pull back, and I vowed never to do a show like that again because that's not my model for the show. Um, you know, when I first started, I kind of started off, you know, doing stuff, and Susan. Susan dialed me back when I first started doing Turn Up the Night a good 11 years ago because I was kind of doing Mike Malloy light, you know. Oh, and she's Mike. like, and she's oh, like, yeah. she's like, that's not you. That's not you. You need to be more fun. You need to do this. And and you know, a couple shows I kind of lost my way, but you know, I uh, <laughs> you know, because it's real easy to get real angry nowadays. It helps that I'm on. It helps that I'm on high blood pressure medicine too. Uh, but, uh, not, uh, not only that, but I will say, I will say this: I've really been living in fear for like the last year or so. Not because of everything that I've been going through with my family and my grandmother, but there have been days where I'm literally expecting them to come to my door, bust it in and take me off to some camp or something all on because of who I am as a person. Oh, this is... I really, I the, really believe that's going to happen. I know, I know it no, sounds crazy. You, you felt that way yeah. for longer than a couple of years. I mean, I remember you saying yeah. those things when, you know, before the election. I remember that. And so... My, yes. my, but with, with the election of Trump, though... And I'm seeing all the hatred coming out. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, 44 years old. I thought things would be getting better yeah. in our lifetime. Right, well, let, let, Michelle, let, let Michelle jump in. We got another call coming in, but let yeah. Michelle respond to you real quick. Really quick, Cordell. Um, you, you may not know Miles and myself. We're basically newbies on the station. You know, we do Mic Check Radio on Saturdays with Adam. But... Um, don't let that happen to you. You know, we, everybody, you know, we're liberals, we're progressives, we're here for you. And if you're scared, you know, call us, let us know, you know, contact us on Facebook or contact us on Twitter. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I, 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 um, I, I may not know your exact situation, but we are strong together. You know, we don't ever have to be apart. We don't have to be individuals. We can all, we're all part of a community. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I well, really do have to go. I can't yes. All right. Well, Cordell, thanks for all calling. Right. Don't be a stranger. And uh, we love you. Yeah, and we'll talk to you soon. Stranger, okay. Yeah. yeah be safe, please. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Uh, so, all right, Heather, you got a couple minutes to talk on the program. Thanks for calling. Okay, um, I want to say welcome back to Cordell. Yay! Yay! Um, yeah, um, we know each other from Facebook, and I told him that we do know each other. Um, mm-hmm. But oh my God, that guy that is the um, SCOTUS nominee, this man—he is. I shouldn't say this. He's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you said it, so you did say it. So He's you a bunghole. A bunghole. <laughs> so. And I can also say this. I think they tried to put him on in 2004, but I'm not sure. I thought I looked mm. something up. and I, I don't think know. 
he may have, but either way, it's... Uh, he was probably on the list for a Supreme Court nominee in 2004. Okay, Is that but... you're talking about? Either way, it's... Yeah. It's, oh, it's it's not good. Mess. It's not good. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And literally, we can't do anything because we're not in the majority. Yeah. So that kind of, it really does suck. But, you know, I mean, I guess you can call the people who haven't decided and tell them to say no. But that doesn't mean that they'll say no. Yeah, so. even, even the ones that haven't decided... You've got a couple, uh, the Republican women, who said they'll never vote for somebody that's against, you know, Roe versus Wade. They are lying out their tushes. They'll vote for anything that gets them their votes, votes, and that pisses me off. All right. I'm going to have to let you guys go in a minute, but I will say this. Um, Don't expect Susan Collins. Nope. To say nope. no, and nope. don't expect Murkowski to say no because nope. what's his because Kavanaugh has already supposedly told them this was that it's the law of the land. Yep. But mm. that doesn't mean that they can't chip away. He didn't at say it. it though. He said he said yes, it had been decided. He didn't say he was going to uphold the precedent. Yeah. Well, he probably. Yeah. So he talks to them in private hearings. Yeah, but he's he's still lying out his ass. Yeah, we can't believe I, any of them for a second. I pretty much believe that too. And yeah. I was I'm gonna post something tomorrow. I guess I could post it for you guys too. I haven't sure. even listened to it. Um Rewire, I guess, has got yes. um something boom lawyered and they talk about the fact that Kavanaugh doesn't have that there's a way that they can get around going through SCOTUS without going through SCOTUS to overturn Roe versus Wade. Yeah. And that's not cool. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, I will let you go and talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for calling, Heather. Bye, Heather. Awesome as always. Bye-bye. I love it. Uh, I, me too, me too. Big fan. Uh, thank you, Adam, Cordell, and Heather for calling in. Um, but on that note, we are uh, hard-pressed to take a break right now. Look at this. We're, we're keeping the brakes on time. That's good. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to get in. I think we're going to start reading through that list of <laughs> crazy. <laughs> that list of stuff from the Woodward book. list of crazy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we also have some other stuff about um, uh, Trump's tweet about Jeff Sessions that I want to get to from Anderson Cooper. Keeping them honest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and run to the break. We'll be right back with uh, the final hour of Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Smooth-talking, jive-talking street thug. KennyPick.com. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. 
Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare, Prepare to, to make, make computer, computer to computer, computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, uh, the Tuesday edition, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide Radio for Humans. And, of course, some humans joining me on the program right now. And, again, the reason they're humans, they're not in the Trump cult. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back. Rain? Hi. There, there you are. Okay. Hi. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I've been packing in between breaks. Oh, well, that that's okay. You know, the, look at that. That's uh, that's impressive and productive. And, of course, Miles. I know. I know. Don't worry. Know. It's going to it's going to have a big payoff real soon. And uh, Miles Lagon, Port St. Lucie, Florida, heard on Mike Check Radio every Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Welcome back, sir. Yes, and getting funny by the, well, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't be, you know, uh, again, seriously. Yeah. See Saturday's uh, Mike Check Radio podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Michelle Lagon, Port St. Lucie, Florida, uh, uh, also from Mike Check Radio. Welcome back to the program. Thank you. Yes, I've been packing up cookies while during the break. Oh, so. I yeah. wish I was packing cookies. God damn it. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? I think we need to hear this again. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Yeah, C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Oh, cookie, 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 start with C. Yeah! Yeah, I got, oh, here, I got a couple more. Uh, it smells like cookies. Yes, it does. Yes, it does, my friend. And this one. I'm grabbing my cookie. I got one more cookie. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so so this is where we're going to, and again, my apologies to everybody. I just don't think I have it in me to do a Mad Lib tonight. I might be able to pull off one, but this stuff is, you know, this stuff is kind of funny. It's pretty funny. There's not going to be any rage at the end of the show or anything. Um, like I said, that's my commitment. That's my commitment to you as listeners. But this is amazing. This is a from Mediaite. Eleven craziest revelations from Bob Woodward's book on Trump's nervous breakdown presidency by Aidan McLaughlin on Mediaite. They left off number twelve. I mean, it should have been number one, craziest one. I couldn't, I couldn't fucking believe it. when I saw this. I was like, "Are you serious? You didn't put this in the eleven craziest things?" But the first one is uh, one, Defense Secretary James Mattis is exasperated by Trump acting like a fifth grader. Woodward writes that in one national security meeting from uh, January, Trump questioned why the U.S. was spending money maintaining a presence in the Korean Peninsula. We're doing this in order to prevent World War III, Mattis told him. 
per Woodward. After the meeting, Trump was particularly exasperated and alarmed, telling close associates that the president acted like and had the understanding of a fifth or sixth grader. God damn it. God damn it. Uh, Well, we can probably... uh, Doesn't this confirm what we believe? Yeah, yeah. God damn it! There you go. Yeah. This is, yeah. I mean, and that's, I think that's being generous, really. I mean, he is a stunted human being. We should just pull our troops out. What? What? (laughs) Trump's not going to like what comes out in this book. (laughs) There's no way. Nope. Oh, that's, no. That's the thing that I, I'm amazed at when Woodward called him afterwards and said, yeah. you know, uh, transcripts out and uh, Mr. President, these are things that we talked about. And mm-hmm. Trump is like, well, it's it's okay. It's um, I'm 50% okay. No, he's yeah. not going <laughs> to like it at all. And he's not even going to fucking read the book. Oh, when he said 50% okay, you know, he it, that, was, that was bullshit. He was just like, you know. Yes. Oh, darkness, my old friend. Yeah, bullshit. Well, bullshit. We know bullshit. he's not going to read the book. That that that's just Trump fa- in his cowardice because he's a coward, failing mm-hmm. to even stand up to Woodward and tell him how he doesn't like things. It's just like, well, you know, half bad. Well, I'm used to it. It, it wasn't. It, he couldn't even. You know. He, <laughs> oh, we'll find out what kind of. I'm saving number twelve for 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 dead last uh, because they didn't put it on the list. I'm putting it on the list. Um, but uh, we'll find out, uh, uh, Michelle, what kind of alpha male Trump truly is. Oh, you, he's not an alpha male. <laughs> oh well, the Trump cult seems to believe he is. So. No, no, no. <laughs> he, 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 he's, he's Omega at the best. <laughs> yeah. Is there? There's nothing lower Sorry. than Omega. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> all right. Number two on the list is Chief of Staff John Kelly rips Trump. Says Woodward's quotes from John Kelly, Trump's chief of staff, are stunning. He called the president unhinged and apparently uttered this magnificent stream of consciousness in a group meeting. He's an idiot. It's pointless to try and convince him of anything. He's gone off the rails. We're in crazy town. I don't know why any of us are here. This is the worst job I've ever had. Wow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. And John Kelly's still in the White House. Nobody else is going to hire him. Well, uh, it, it, it's not so much that. It's that, that, that Trump... Uh, I can see Trump just, just flying off the handle with, uh, with these... Co- because when when... How long? How long did Tillerman last after calling Trump a, a what oh, was he called him a Tillerson? fucking moron? A fucking moron. Tiller, yeah, Rex Tillerson. Yeah. How long did Tillerson last after that? Couple months. Couple months. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Although, although he tri- Tillerson did last. I, uh, he did last after saying that. It wasn't until something specific happened. Oh, that's right. He sided with the British against Russia for the poisoning of people on their on their territory in their yeah. in their nation. There, 
there is something to be said about these guys that are staying, like Kelly and Mattis and a few others. Um, I don't necessarily agree with this, but there is a mem out there that, that they're there because they're trying to save the fucking country. Oh yeah, yeah. There, that, that's uh, we'll. we'll uh, I think that's one of the things uh, on the list oh, too. Okay. But I want to. I want to play this. I want to play this uh, for John Kelly. Uh, thank you for. Uh, he said, um, uh, "We've gone off the rails. We're in crazy town." But that's how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> that's Pat Boone's crazy train. Uh, so <laughs> I don't have Aussies, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, uh, three, here's three on the list. Reince Priebus called Trump's bedroom the devil's workshop. But not for the reason you might think, per the, <laughs> per the Just post. Just that name is awesome. Uh, it says, it says Wood, Woodward writes that Priebus dubbed the presidential bedroom where Trump obsessively watched cable news and tweeted uh, the devil's workshop and said early mornings and Sunday evenings when the president uh, often set off tweet storms were the witching hour. <laughs> I guess that witch hunt is very apropos, huh? <laughs> That's probably where he got the word from. It could be. Could be. Well, you, you think, uh, well, Priebus, a little rat, apparently. Uh, but yeah, it says Trump, for his part, described Priebus as a little rat. He just scurries around. Mm. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, we'll move along. That one's not too terribly shocking. Uh, number four, Trump mo- mocked H.R. McMaster's suits and said he looked like a beer salesman. Because beer salesmen, you know, you know, you see beer salesmen all the time. What is that? That's not anything. Um, oh, wait, you know what? It is wait. a thing. Well, no, no, no. There are beverage. There are people who represent beverage distri- distribution places, <laughs> and they'll show up in like you know a shirt and a tie or something like that, and they'll they'll try and sell. But but beer salesmen, that's not really a thing. But but I'm thinking I'm thinking a beer salesman. They must wear these baggy suits that are made of this really horrible navy cloth that looks like it should fit a circus tent and have ties that are way too long that go past the belt. Oh, so like oh, Trump? Oh, wait, no, no, no. That that, that, <laughs> that that's, that's the idiot. I'm sorry. I'm getting confused. You know yeah. what? Yeah, there you go. I'd well, like to see. I'd like to see the time period when this was said. I'm sorry, Michelle. I'm sorry. No, Michelle, no, no. You, you'd like way. to see the, the tie? What? The time period when this is written. Oh, the time period. Because, yeah. if it, if, because if it was written before, Sean Spicer was fired. Oh, Many yeah. Many people don't know this, but Sean Spicer's wife is a legitimate beer salesman. Oh. And she he- is a lobbyist for the beer industry. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different than a beer salesman, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, beer salesman's not really a thing. Spicer's wife was in this head at the time. Could have been, could have been, and that happened when? Uh, last year. Yeah, last year. Uh, 
Um, but yeah, so so he said he looked like a beer salesman, and and it says he often mocked uh, former National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster behind his back, puffing up his chest and exaggerating his breathing as he impersonated the retired Army general. And once said McMaster yeah. dresses in cheap suits like a beer salesman. Jesus Christ, he's an he's such an asshole. Yeah. Now he's number five, little man. Number five is, is probably one of the most hardcore ones here. It's about Sessions. Trump called oh. Attorney General Jeff Sessions a traitor and mentally retarded. <laughs> he said Woodward writes uh, that, that Trump called Sessions a frequent target of his public ire, a traitor, for recusing himself from the Russia investigation. This guy is mentally retarded, he reportedly said. He's this dumb Southerner. He couldn't uh, couldn't even be a one-person country lawyer down in Alabama. Wow. Sarah Palin, I hope you're going to decry this. I'm not surprised. Well. Wait, can, can you guys explain this to me? Mm-hmm. So... He's a southerner because he's retarded, or he's retarded because he's a southerner. There. Well, I think retarded because he's a southerner. I think in Trump's mind, it doesn't even matter. I'm sorry, I said Trump had a mind. Yeah. Well, there's that. Yeah. Well, Sessions did recuse himself. He was smart enough for that. Yeah, he was. And and just to go one step further, I I'm not a I. I cannot stand Jeff Sessions, but he's not stupid. And the he's fact smarter he than Trump. Is st- he is smarter than Trump, but the fact that he kind of came out and said he's a stupid Southerner, he's trying to. He slammed all of the Southerners. That was like the point that I was trying to get base, at earlier. A lot, huge portion of his base. Yes. So yeah. And where's his base? Oh, they're like, well, let's. Let's cull the herd. Let's get rid of Sessions. And you know what I I, God, I saw? Trump I, is such a bad person. I saw something earlier. Jeffrey Tubin said on CNN earlier today. I think maybe he was on with Wolf or Jake Tapper. Uh, he said Sessions is gone five minutes after the election, the midterm elections. So. Yeah, well, we pretty much know that, right? Yeah, and you remember what happened back in the day when uh, you know after the. I think it was a mid midterms miles with uh, George W. Bush, and then all of a sudden Rumsfeld was like the sacrificial lamb after the election. Who was the sacrificial lamb? Donald Rumsfeld. I remember that. Um, you know, um, Mister Known, known Unknown. Yeah, Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld did go, but here's my for different reasons about whether or not Sessions goes. I know Sessions is not Trump's favorite right now. But what might keep Sessions in there, because there it, mm. it's a slim chance, it's slim, but the Democrats might take the Senate. They might. 51. And if they get control, would Trump really want his next appointment to have to go through the ringer? <laughs> I, That's going to be an unpleasant... Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's tough to say. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but uh, Michelle, any thoughts on these on this list so far? Um, 
Not particularly. It just sounds like... <laughs> it sounds... I'm sorry. I'm just losing it right now. But no, that's he all just, right. Yeah. Yeah, he's it's a piece just, of shit. Yeah. So, uh, all right, number six. Trump demeaned Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, by describing him as a baby that got his diaper changed on live television. This one has my seal of approval on it. Uh, oh, wow. But I, I, I think Rudy Giuliani, I don't know how much interest he would have in uh, me reading this right now. Zero. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Rudy. Uh, I'm still going to read it. Uh, but yeah, it says, after the release of the Access Hollywood tape during the 16, uh, 2016 uh, campaign, in which Trump bragged about groping women, uh, women, Giuliani was one of the few surrogates that went on TV to defend him. And he put... And he said, Rudy, you're a baby, Trump said after Giuliani's TV hit. I've never seen a worse defense of, of me in my life. They took off your diaper right there. You're like a little baby that needed to be changed. When are you going to be a man? Jesus. <laughs> we just talk about his lower plate, not his lower nether regions that might be poopy. So, but Giuliani is now his... PR lawyer, right? Well, uh, who does he have left? You know, mm. uh, I mean, That's a good point. We're, we're getting to yeah, we're we're getting to a, a stage in this presidency, and I hate to say presidency, but we're getting to the stage where you know people don't fucking want to be there anymore. You know, and yeah, but and, when you say who does he have left? Rudy Giuliani was like, "Yes, sir. May I have another?" <laughs> and he he went right back to Trump after he said that that diaper stuff. I don't I don't get the people who are still s supporting him. I don't. Oh get yeah. It. Well, we got Gene Huber here. Uh, Thank you, sir, for what you do to us. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, but okay, the next one. After Syrian President Bashar al-Assad's chemical attack, Trump demanded Mattis assassinate him. <laughs> so it says, uh, it says, uh, really? Yeah. Yes. It says after really? uh, Syrian leader Bashar al-Assad launched a chemical attack on civilians in April 2017, Trump called Mattis and said he wanted to assassinate the dictator. Let's fucking kill him. Let's go in. Let's fucking kill a uh, uh, fucking kill a lot of them. Trump said, according to Woodward. Mattis before he got his marching orders from Putin. Boy, uh, probably. Mattis told yeah. the president that he would get right on it. But after hanging up the phone, he told a senior aide, "We're not going to do any of that. We're going to be much <laughs> more. We're going to be much more measured." The national security team helped uh, 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 developed options. Um, the more conventional airstrike that Trump ultimately ordered. Uh, wow. Yeah. You know, what, what Michelle just brought up is really interesting. Was that before he got orders from Putin? Yeah. And the one thing that I find interesting about all of the excerpts that I've read today from Woodward's book, not mm. one of them has to do with Russia. Nothing has this to is do true. with Russia. This has everything to do with what's going on within the White House. And yeah. um, I, I, you know, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on with Syria. I'm pretty sure that 
Putin doesn't want Assad dead. No, they're they're in cahoots. Oh, they are. Yeah, but, uh, with Syria and Iran. But I can, but, yeah. but just to go one step further, based on everything that we've seen and that we've talked about regarding this book, and that we're going to continue to talk about, I can totally see Trump just being like. Let's fucking kill him. Fuck everything. Yeah, yeah. that's before Trump that's- has no introspection. He doesn't have any, you know, thoughtfulness or. Well, he also doesn't realize that Russia is in cahoots with Syria, or he didn't at that time. No, no, no. That's true. But the the idea is, I, I guess the thing about this particular one is that his thinking is just kill them. Right. Just kill uh- Assad. And yeah. Just like kill, 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 kill the enemy. And again, kill, I think it away. goes to he wants an easy win. He wants to be seen as the winning guy. You assassinate yeah. somebody who's causing problems, you're the winning guy. But then, yeah. you know, because he's in cahoots and an apologist for Russia, you know, it takes some time for that to th- sink in. He thinks he's as powerful as Putin and he can do whatever <laughs> what, whatever he wants. But Yeah, I think you're right. He can't because, you know, yeah, he can saber rattle. They're probably like Russia's probably like, "Oh, sure, sure. Do all the crazy tough talk you want on Twitter and everything about Iran or Syria, but you know what? That's all you're going to get." Yeah, and if you go back to the other point that was made about um North Korea, where he's like, let's bomb, let's bomb North Korea. And was it Mattis? Was he, he after they or hung pull up? Out, pull out all the to, troops, too. Yeah, he was like, yeah, we're not going to do that. The dangerous thing for about Trump. We're not even listening to the president. That's the big takeaway for me. Yeah. Mm. Miles, Miles. He, the, yeah, the dangerous thing about Trump. And, and it's good that we have people in the White House that have... <sighs> Uh, the force, uh, well, the, the, enough enough control in the situation to keep Trump from doing the, the, this. Pro- what? Okay, Trump <laughs> lacks. I'm just trying to organize my thoughts. No, it's Trump, okay. It, I mean, it's so fucking crazy. That's the only is. reason I laughed. It's not you. Yeah. It's the situation. I'm not laughing at I, you I'm, at all. I'm with so you. it's I'm with so you. bonkers. When when uh, we're growing up. And we encounter things like a hot stove, flame, um, a fire ant hill. When we get stung, burned, you know, suffer pain, we we learn and mm-hmm. th- that certain actions will have consequences, and that makes us hesitate to take these actions again. Trump lacks that filter. He doesn't have the oh, th- this action I'm thinking of doing will be great. I, he doesn't have the the, he never suffered the punishment or the consequences of actions that made him hesitate and yeah. think things through. He just thinks like, oh, this is a good idea. Let's do that's this. A, that's he, a great point. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that we have people in the White House, even though they may also be racists or... You know, uh, people yeah. for the rich or the one percent or whatever, well, whatever the type of Republican they are, but they have enough gray matter. They have enough sense, yeah, to, to not to sign the a death warrant back. for all of the, you know, all of us. Yes. Well, and that that yes. goes into the next next uh, thing here 
and then we're we're gonna have to. Sorry go to break. about my failure to convey that. No, no, no. You did you, great. You, you did, did great. You did fine. Um, but no, that that plays right into your your point. Plays right into the next one. Number eight on the list: senior aides steal documents off of Trump's desk. Gary awesome. Cohn. Uh, Trump's former top economic advisor took documents off of Trump's desk to to thwart his attempts to pull out of trade agreements per Woodward. Uh, Cohn, a Wall Street veteran, um, I don't like that Wall Street veteran, uh, uh, tr- uh, uh, tried to tamp down Trump's uh, strident nationalism regarding trade. According to Woodward, Cohen, uh, I'm sorry, Cohn stole a letter off of Trump's desk that the president was intending to sign to formally withdraw the United States from a trade agreement with South Korea. Cohn later told an associate that he removed the letter to protect national security and that Trump didn't notice it was missing. (laughs) Cohen pulled a similar move when Trump was threatening to pull out of NAFTA. (laughs) Wow! fucking disturbing. Wow! So you're this, right. This, you're you're right. I mean, the, I mean, these people might be racist, awful, horrible, asshole. You know, backwards, anti-women, anti-gay, anti-whatever. But at least they're not anti-utter annihilation of the country. You know. Wow. Or wow. or you know uh, our I, economy. There. The fact, Ken. The fact that and I'm doing air quotes. The fact you said at least there. We're at this point in our history. That we're happy that some dude took a piece of paper off the president's desk. Yeah. yeah. Knowing uh, uh, that he'd forget about it. This is fucked up. This is yeah. really fucked up to we me. Had, we had yeah. Rahm Emanuel as a dumb piece of shit. And, you know, and, and, and this is, you know, with, with Obama. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, no Obama drama. Or no, no drama Obama. You know, yeah. I mean... Uh, 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 Nobody had to steal pieces of paper off Obama's desk. No, no. They're really like, all right, I'm just like, hey, 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 Trump, look over there. It's a squirrel. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, piece Uh, of candy. (laughs) uh, Back to what you said, Kenny, about Trump not wanting to be seen as a loser. I would so love for some of the late night talk show hosts that sometimes Trump, you know, bad mouths, you know, because he he watches that crap. Mm, oh, sure. <laughs> to to pony up and go, hey, look, Trump is such a loser that someone could steal something off his desk and he didn't even know about it. You know, I, I want that to become the, a national narrative. Oh, Watch yeah. Watch Trump go ape shit on that. Oh, yeah. And, if, and if being portrayed as a loser is really his Achilles heel. And, and of course, I, I guess, he, he's such a man. Uh, go ahead, Rain. I'm just, I'm incredibly bothered. I know we're supposed to be fun and happy, but I'm incredibly bothered that to protect our national security and our international security, we have people walking into the Oval Office, stealing pieces of paper and crumbling them up and putting them in their pocket. And getting away with it that he doesn't even notice. In one respect, we should be grateful he's that stupid. Yeah. True. Adult mind. No, well, I'm, I'm and, disturbed that he's that addle-minded. Yeah, well, me too, me too. But uh, anyway, we we are we have a couple more on that list, plus my personal favorite that didn't make the list that I think is going to end the show on a real funny note. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we got to go to the break. Uh, we're going to listen to uh, a special song from the heart, from Macaroni to Donald hey. Trump. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know what it is. Everybody knows the name of the song. Stick around. And I'm sorry, yeah. I, we're, we're not doing Mad Libs tonight. But still, we're going to end on a very funny note. We're going to end on a very, very funny note. Um, and uh, yeah, so anyway, let's hear from a real president right now. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. All of us need to stop focusing on the lobbyists and the bloggers and the talking heads on radio and KennyPick.com. Ah, banana oil. When you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is what you play if your boss is a jerk this is what you play when you on the way to work This is what you need when you come up shorter Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted what you play when we in a recession this is what you play when politicians don't listen this is what you play when you all the way through this is what you play when you say fuck you fuck you. this is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air if you ever been stuck or down on your luck throw your motherfucking fingers in the air this is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air if you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air Fuck you, fuck you, I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck 
going down on your left, throw your motherfucking fingers in the Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. You're listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan. I am Miles Lagan. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Heber. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. If you've ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. Wiser words have never been said. Thank you, Macaroni. And of course, thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. And thank you, Port St. Lucie, twice. Welcome back to the program, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, that Macaroni was a, a much-needed moment there, wasn't it? It was for me, yeah. I yeah. Uh, I do love that. <laughs> <laughs> that that and the molasses crinkle uh, cookie that I'm enjoying the aftertaste. Oh, of. now now you're taunting me. Now <laughs> you're oh, those are my favorites. I know everybody loves the, the the Susan is a big fan of the lemon blueberry as are many other people, but those molasses crinkle cookies, holy god. 
Amazing stuff, Michelle. So anyway, yeah, uh, Miles can't even <laughs> respond because he's eating the damn cookie. Yeah, right. I, I'm blushing. <laughs> C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. Yeah, C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. Oh, cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, no cookies for the Trump cult at this point. We, we no. have, uh, we have, uh, three more on the list and then my addendum of number 12, because I can't believe media, I left off the one that I shared on Facebook earlier. It's insane. But yeah, so, uh, number nine on the list from media, and I think this is Aiden McLaughlin put, yeah, put this list together. Number nine. Trump said his reluctant condemnation of white supremacists after Charlottesville was the biggest fucking mistake I've made. Trump was sharply criticized for initially saying that both sides were to blame. At the urging of advisors, he then condemned white supremacists and neo-Nazis, but, al but almost immediately told aides that was the biggest fucking mistake I've made and the worst speech I've ever given, according to Woodward's account. So his con reluctant yep. condemnation of white supremacists yep. was the biggest mistake. fucking mistake I've made. Be because in wow. Trump's mind, that is a that's weakness, and he needs to keep up the facade of being strong. Yes, and not only that, but he th probably thought he was sacrificing part of his base. Because remember the whole David Duke controversy oh, when yeah. he was a candidate oh yeah yeah you know i mean this narrative is just playing itself out in the most predictable way i i, I would I, I wanted to say logical but i'm i'm going with predictable you know we all knew this was was, yeah. was going on reasonable oh, this, this this yeah yeah i, I just want trump to be mentally i want that fifth sixth grade level to maintain itself i don't want him to, to declining to us to a, a level that he's not able to understand mm -hmm. his fall when he when he falls and he will fall from mm -hmm. his power everything when his when his empire collapses when it all when his huh, did you hear about paul manafort's daughter oh yeah um, she, she she changed her last name to bond is that what bond. it was Bond. yes wow. bond when 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 that happens on Trump's family, you know you know he's gonna feel it. When the mm. shame of family members is so great that they go, I don't want that last name anymore. You know what, Miles? I I, I, I don't see tell it you, I disagree with you. I don't I don't think that Ivanka or or Eric Tiffany or, maybe. Tiffany maybe, but I don't think any of them are gonna feel shame. They may not, but they'll still they'll get the 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 the, the uh, ostracization. The the society will shun them. They I, when yeah. they carry society that will, name, but I don't think they're ever going to feel it. I, I no, honestly, God, fucking they may not. Not. Jarvanka went to McCain's funeral. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jarvanka oh, will feel it when she goes to jail. <laughs> 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 
And I hope she feels it real good at that point because she deserves it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I think that Tiffany and Baron, those are the two. Maybe. But the rest of them, no, no. But I especially got, I, I, especially after the fact that fucking Jarvanka oh. showed up in McCain's funeral, and mm. Ivanka yeah. was she was texting, wasn't she? Yep, she was. Oh my god. But, yep. uh, oh, d- really? Whoa! Yep. God damn it! God damn it! Not cool. But, yeah, you know what, um, uh, Michelle, for you, uh, for saying that Javanka Jiv- might end up in jail? If wishes and busts were clusters and nuts, we'd all have a bowl of granola. <laughs> I, ho- I hope I get a bowl of granola out of this whole deal. Um, but all right, here, here's a, we're, we, we got two more from, from the uh, Aiden McLaughlin mediaite list. Uh, number 10, Cohn threatened to resign over Trump's response to the Charlottesville rally, which Trump called treason. Oh. <laughs> when, when, when Cohn gave Trump his res- resignation letter, uh, he acu- uh, Trump accused him of treason and convinced him to stick around. Kelly had similar sentiments to Cohn. I would have taken that resignation letter and shoved it up his ass six different times, Woodward reports Kelly told Cone. Uh, Oh, Lordy, I hope there are tapes. (laughs) Oh, Lordy. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. Oh, I want to hear that. And it's important Uh, to remember that Cone was the Trump economic advisor. mm Mm-hmm. Who was re- replaced by Larry Kudlow? Cone yes. is a Jewish person, and he resigned because Trump said uh, they're they're good people on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. And he delayed that resignation. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. But that's treason. <sighs> Trump Fuck. said his resignation was treason. Trump doesn't know the word treason. He doesn't no. understand what it means. No, Thank you can, for bringing that up because to me only, that's kind of something that's lost in this. He only commi- he only commits it. Trump he doesn't understand is not it. Treason. I'm sorry, Ken. Go ahead. I just said he only commits it. He doesn't understand what it is. But Correct. continue your thought. Yeah, I just I find it amazing that somebody resigning to Trump, or resigning from the Trump administration, Trump says you resigning from me is treason. He doesn't yeah. understand treason. He does understand what a dictatorship is. Trump is so simplistic. For him, mm-hmm. it isn't even so much as anybody seen as leaving him. He considers a betrayal. He considers disloyalty. And Trump doesn't even understand the concept of loyalty. For him, it's about obedience because yeah. he's the yeah. boss. He yeah. doesn't even understand that loyalty has to go both ways. Sure. For him, sure. it's about obedience. It goes It goes again to the fact that I think that he's a sociopathological narcissist. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. He, he's all yeah. id. He's all id. There is no, there's yeah. no, there's no humanity. There's no emotion. There's no, you know, super ego. It's id. It's all Agreed. that. 
the id idiots pure satisfaction yeah. that's all he's concerned about pure all satisfaction right. for himself so here's the last one from the the mediaite aiden mclaughlin uh list of the the craziest takeaways the craziest moments 11 trump's legal team desperately tried to convince to uh, i'm sorry convince <laughs> Mueller that the president can't sit through an interview without lying john dowd trump's former lawyer really did not want the president to testify to Mueller under oath. Uh, according to CNN's report on fear, Woodward reports that Trump's lawyers held a mock interview with Mueller. Uh, uh, so not with Mueller, you know, uh, somebody as Mueller with Trump to see how the president would fare. Trump failed and Dowd concluded he could not sit for an interview under oath without committing perjury. Per CNN, Dowd took that information to Mueller. Then, uh, in an even more remarkable move, Dowd and Trump's current personal attorney, uh, uh, attorney, I'm sorry, Jay Sekulow, 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 went to Mueller's office and reenacted the mock interviews. Their goal to argue that Trump couldn't possibly testify because he was incapable of telling the truth. He just made something up. That's his nature, Dowd said to Mueller. Washington Post reports that Dowd told Mueller in the interview, uh, uh, the interview would also make the U.S. president look like an idiot. I'm not going to sit there. I'm not going to sit there and make it, and let him look like an idiot. And you publish that transcript because everything leaks in Washington and the guys overseas are going to say, I told you he was an idiot. I told you he was a goddamn dumbbell. <laughs> what are we dealing with this idiot for? John, I understand, Mueller reportedly huh. replied. To Trump, uh, Dowd put it bluntly, don't testify. It's either that or an orange jumpsuit. Trump disagreed, assuring Dowd, I'll be a real good witness. Dowd disagreed. <laughs> Dowd disagreed and resigned the next day per the Washington Post. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes. Yes. That was actually that was actually <gasps> the last two paragraphs from the Waypoint article. Yeah. I'll be a real good witness. The be, only issue I have with that is bat where the guy says uh, it would make Trump look like an idiot or look stupid. No 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 no. There is no looking. Trump is. I mean, there is no, there's no perception or or or. <laughs> it yeah, is reality. <laughs> but you, the thing, the thing is, Miles. What I find amazing about that whole interchange right there is that the this was Dowd and Succolo talking to fucking Mueller, yep. saying if we if this happens, he's going to look like an idiot. Like so, this is these are serious guys, right? Uh, yeah. They know that they're dealing with a, oh, a fucking idiot. And and the next part of this whole thing is the fact that they went to Mueller's office to say, yeah, we can't have him. We can't. We can't. We can't. He, no, he's gonna was lie to you. He's Sekulow gonna lie to you. This? It wasn't Sucklo. It was Dowd and Sucklo. Oh, uh, they as as Ken, is still there. Yeah, but as Ken just read, Dowd and Succola went to Mueller. They went directly to Mueller's I know, office. I know that, but Dowd's not there, and Succolo is. But this happened before Dowd left. I'm not the point. 
The point is, Trump doesn't like people calling him and insulting him, and making him. And and this is this is testimony in a book written there about you know backed up with uh, of Seculo, his current lawyer in the White House. As far as I know, Seculo is still there. Yeah, he's saying in the book, quoting that he's an idiot. Wow. Okay, I think we agree. I think we were talking about the same things. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just pointing out that he's still there. I get that Dowd's gone, but I'm just pointing out that the secular guy is still there. Wonder how long he's gonna last. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so I'm worried now that I think I'm gonna fall in for a hoax. With the Trump Uh-oh. ghost thing. <laughs> because I'm not seeing any references when I did a, you know, I did, you know what I did? I did Go a, do a Google search. You're going surfing on the internet. All right. So I, uh, this might just be a funny thing to wrap this out, but uh, 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 to wrap it up here. But uh, this I saw and it has 9,000 likes. <laughs> Uh, on Twitter in 44,000 retweets. But this is the, from Rogue uh, White House Senior Advisor. Yes. Um, and uh, I don't think it's real because I can't find any reference to it. Uh, but it's... So I feel like an asshole now. <laughs> but, you know, honest to God, after all the other I'm shit we saw... It. I'm part of the assholiness. Well, no, I saw it. No, I, I'm the one who, who I, started I sharing it. I shared it with you, too. I don't know, but but this is what I'm reading, and it's a tweet, and it might be fake. I'll, we'll find out, but this is, I love this. Even if it's just straight-up comedy, it's beautiful. And it probably is. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards this being fake news. <laughs> but it says, for the 18 months of his presidency, Trump refused to enter the Oval Office alone. The president, whose daily routine begins around 4 a.m., would sit in a high-backed chair outside and wait uh, for the first staffers uh, to trickle into the West Wing a few hours later. Initially, Trump told staffers he didn't like having to do the work of opening the heavy walnut doors leading into the office. <laughs> no. But during one of the closed-door uh, uh, meetings in early... Oh, yeah, there's a typo there. This is totally fake. Uh, but what uh, during one one uh, oh no it says during one closed door meeting in in early 2017 with then chief of staff Reince Priebus he let it slip that the ghosts are here watching. Soon after Trump began telling any staffer who would listen that the ghosts of past presidents were haunting the Oval Office and would frequently interfere with his work, according to staff member uh, staff members whom Trump confided in. Lyndon Johnson would torment the president by flicking his ears and hurling important papers on the floor. Yeah, that's... Oh, fuck. I fell for it. It's fake! I did, too. Yeah, there was another one, though, that I retweeted from um, Jester. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So Jester Actual put... uh, when President Trump ordered a first strike on Pyongyang in front of a stunned joint uh, in front of uh, stunned joint chiefs of staff, 
Defense Secretary Jim, uh, Jim Mattis uh, quickly stood up and grabbed the president's nose and slipped his thumb between his index and middle fingers. Oh, God damn it. I wanted that to be <laughs> Mr. President, I have your nose. I'm so sorry, and I don't know how this happened, but I have your nose, Mattis said as aides scrambled in a panic around the West Wing. After several minutes, the situation de-escalated. When it was confirmed that Secretary Mattis was not in possession of president of the president's nose, it was his thumb. Trump, <laughs> Trump announced, and frankly, it didn't look l- much like my nose in the first place. In the confusion, the president forgot about the uh, decision to start nuclear war. So, <laughs> fuck! I can't believe I fell for that. I gotta go over to Facebook and delete that post, man. <laughs> oh my god! Like thirty-six people shared it. Shit! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but it's great. It's great. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe I fell for that. Uh, Isn't it sad that we would even begin to believe it? Well, there are ghost stories connected with the White House, so it is kind of funny that they would use that sort of thing to, you know. Yeah, but Trump doesn't believe in ghosts. Oh, it's been so somebody posted somebody posted it's been debunked. So yeah, Trump. Damn it! All right, here this is the sound right now. This is the sound. The wah wah. This is me uh, deleting the post. Sorry, everybody who shared that. It's gone. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, no. I, 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 share, I share a view with John Fugel saying that I'd like to see Trump being visited by three ghosts. But. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. So. You know? You know. Uh, it Christmas would be nice. Eve, you know? Three we ghosts. Had a, we had a big plan. Halloween was, is right around the corner and everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, 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 surely Trump believes in some kind of ghosts. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, I feel like such a fool. I built <laughs> I built my whole show around this idea. But still, we had a great time. You know. It's fun, though. Yeah, I'll we, have you know, another uh, molasses cookie to make you feel better. Okay. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know that. what? There is something I really do believe that when he walks into that Oval Office, he might not feel a ghost, but he might feel the presence of Barack Obama every fucking day. I, I hope so. so. Every damn day. I dig it. And also hear- the little letters that Joe Biden left in the Oval, you know, in the desk. Oh, sure, sure. Oh. That'd be awesome. It's a BFD. I heard a cricket on your end, Rain. No, not my end. Well, not on your... Maybe it is. In the background, outside. Yeah, Yeah. there are crickets. There's a cricket. There's a cricket. All right, well, I got fooled, everybody. That's the longest (laughs) I've been fooled for a while on one of these things. It just seems so legit. And, (laughs) of course, yeah, Kat's calling me out on a drop right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, here we go. We gotta play this drop here. Stop spreading lie and false um, news. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. Damn it. But this is true. This is still true. Dozens of deep throats. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, oh. let's let's go ahead and wrap up the show right now. So, uh, Miles, what do you have on the way out of the program? And thank you again. Thanks to both of you for uh, subbing for Joe tonight. And looking forward to having you back with us on Friday to fill in for rain whilst uh, moving day commences. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yes. So, um, uh, right now I'm kicking off a five day weekend. I, I, I've moved all my vacation days from August and going to have some fun here in September. Tomorrow we're going to Jacksonville, see Frank Conniff and Trace. And we're just going to have fun and relax and drive around a little and uh, eat cookies. <laughs> yeah. Eat lots of it. cookies. I dig it. And we'll be back Friday. All right. All right. Very good. And, uh, Michelle, what do you have on the way out of the program? Um, just speaking to people like Cordell and everybody else out there that's, that's despairing. I despair, too, sometimes. I have a wonderful husband that perks me back up, keeps me going. I have wonderful people to listen to, like Kenny Pick and Turn Up hey. the Night. And uh, wonderful people on Mike Check Radio. Uh, great people like John Fuglesang and Stephanie Miller to listen to as well that try to keep me cheerful. You know, Jody Hamilton, of course, Jody Hamilton. Love her. She did a great job last week sitting in for Stephanie Miller. Um, just remember, we are stronger together than we are apart. And if you need some cheering up or something, don't hesitate to contact somebody. Agreed. You know, we're out Agreed. there and, and, and we will try to make you smile. Yes, yes. And, of course, uh, living in Long Island says, yes, Miles and Michelle will be filling in for Rain and Bobber on Friday. Yes. So. The Braumeister. The Braumeister. And uh, I swear to God, I'm not going to fall for any more fake news stories. Oh, damn it. I want it. (laughs) It sounded so Trump-like. Dude, it happens. It happens. I think it's happened to everybody. Oh. It happened to be during the 2016 campaign. Well, you guys taught me to double check my sources, so yeah. I'm very careful. Oh these man, I, I I I was careless. I will tell you, I did not double check. I did not double check, but I'll tell you what, it's not gonna fucking happen again. God damn it! What <laughs> the it hell? Was funny what the hell? It was. It was a. It was really really funny because it there was. Are ghosts, it was. Well, some people say there are ghosts in the White House, so it's kind of funny, and I like it. <laughs> Yeah. Mm, damn it. And there are known unknowns. We also know there yes. are known unknowns. That is to say, we know yeah. there are some things we do not know. Thank you, Donald Rumsfeld. All right, Rain, uh, what's your parting shot tonight? Uh, actually, my parting shot is going to be Donald Rumsfeld. Because oh, good. One of the books, one of the books that uh, Bob Woodward wrote was about Donald Rumsfeld. And Donald Rumsfeld said... No, he he never talked to me. I just no, no. There are there are things that were said that weren't said, but I didn't say those things that might have been said. And and Bob Woodward was like, "Well, Don Rumsfeld, here's the tapes." Which ah. completely disproved Donald Rumsfeld. So, even though we might have and it's not just you Ken, it was me too. It was me too regarding the ghosts. Oh no, <laughs> it's, it's I, a, I take full I appreciate that, but I take full responsibility for it because no, I I'm was part of it too. I was banding that about quite a bit. And no, I'm totally of Do- part of that too. And speaking but of Donald Rumsfeld, he's glad we get a lot of emails. I get a lot of emails from a lot of viewers. Oh, I'm who, good. Who, glad to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, my, my parting shot is that 
just because and it was angry white house staffer that was my source for that ghost story yeah um <clears throat> there's going to be a whole bunch of other fake stories that come out of this book but i still believe that bob woodward he's got the receipts and the goods he's got them and mm-hmm. this is this is i feel like things have changed this book yeah and it comes out on September 11th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this book is going to make a lot of people really unhappy. It's going to make oh, yeah. a lot of people really unhappy and people who should be unhappy. So, you know, a lot of the people in the White House at this point, now you get now you're at a crossroads. Either you're protecting the country or you're protecting this president. Yeah. And you know what? You got to figure out your path. Agreed. And I will see you all on Tuesday. All right, all right. Well, yeah, good luck on moving day and everything. And God, um, I might die before that. Nah, you'll be good. You'll be good. You got movers. You were smart. Um, but uh, I do want to say, uh, once again, I am sorry that I fell for this. I'll be more careful next time. But seriously, how funny would that have been if Trump believed in ghosts? And yes, my apologies to Mediaite and Aiden McLaughlin for not adding that to the list of... (laughs) uh, Because obviously they didn't add it because they had more due diligence than I did. So, (laughs) anywho, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap things... quite all right uh but yeah so look uh, we're together we're together on this we are we are united we are unanimous in this uh (laughs) but anyway we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up right now and we'll see everybody on friday miles and michelle and joe will be back uh and of course like rain said she'll be back on tuesday next week so uh nighty night all that's it over and out Rock and roll, God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Yeah, C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Oh, cookie, 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 start with C. Yeah! Shit, I forgot to tell you, stick around for the Tim Carmel Show, coming up at 10.15 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio for Humans.